this is uh, the third or fourth time we've restarting this episode because Ruben doesn't like any of our opening gags. So you know what? No opening gag this time. Yeah. 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 Take that. Yeah. Take that. Unionize. Exactly. Unionize. Let's go. Brothers Union. Wow. That was Commentary on modern America. I love it. What? Yeah. Cue the music. <laughs> it's just like Kellogg's brand. Hello and welcome to Pop Culture Quintessentials with Cubed. I am Ruben Kiros. I am one third of Cubed. I am another third of Cubed. Uh, it's me, Jacob. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and if I understand fractions correctly, I am the last third of Cubed, and I am JQ. Look, we realize that this movie came out almost a month ago. I also realize, also realize, uh, fellow listeners, that Ruben forced us to rewatch all these Spider-Man movies in such a short amount of time because he wanted to release this episode when the movie released. But no, but no. <laughs> Look, honestly, that part's not bad because what? Who would have listened to a podcast about Far From Home a week after No Way Home opened? I would have. Yeah. Because you would have been on it. Oh. <laughs> but look, we traveled. Uh, we had travel issues like most of the country probably did right now. Because you know, dodged COVID like a bunch of badasses. Now you're jinxing it. Who knows? We <laughs> might be, he might be infected right at this moment. Oh, this could be our last ever podcast. Ooh. One of us is not coming back next time. But anyway, <laughs> this is to end. We'll only be square this next time. <laughs> <laughs> square with a capital yeah. Q. <laughs> capital Q. <laughs> All right, we're going to end this phase of the podcast, this Spider-Man watch, so to speak. Our, with, our inception. Our incep- our, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. With the latest... Uh, <laughs> With, like, you know, a discussion on the latest Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But before that, um, should we quickly touch upon uh, the ending of Hawkeye or the last four episodes of Hawkeye? Last four episodes of Hawkeye. Yeah, so we were also behind on that because, you know, again, life gets in the way. I, um, okay, so I'm going to get my opinion out of the way because I'm the one with the most different opinion out of the three of us, which is that Hawkeye out of the Disney Plus shows, the live action Disney Plus shows that I see. It's my least favorite of those. What? what? Yes. No, nah, that's whack, man. I don't but like no, action, look, okay, I don't okay, but listen, listen, listen. I'm not saying it's bad, but out of the the, the stuff that we've gotten, I feel like it had. I, I don't know. It felt the most like an MCU project. You know, it didn't dive into poli- mm. like political things like Captain America. I'm sorry. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It didn't kind of like have like this really fun format like WandaVision. Mm-hmm. And it didn't like, I don't know, have like as, um, like, it didn't have like the character moments that we had in Loki. It had great character moments, but not the same. I'm not saying that it's bad. I really enjoyed it. I like the character dynamics. I feel like sometimes there were too many things happening at a given moment. I feel like there were a lot of plot threads we were juggling, and some things would have. Uh, had a bigger impact if we were focusing on less things. Like, Yelena coming in near the end, I feel would have had a bigger impact if we weren't focusing as much on Maya and her whole deal. Um, I do like the reintroduction of Kingpin. I think that Marvel fanboys need to chill the hell out because we've only seen him. They killed him! Okay, well, they've seen him in one episode and people are already saying he's Disneyfied. Did we watch a different episode? This man is still as frightening, at least in his acting, as he was in Daredevil. He didn't kill a man on screen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, granted. No granted. choke out. 
Yeah. No crush with a car door. Yeah. Hey, don't spoil that. Jacob hasn't seen it yet. Bro, you've told me. Dude, when the show was coming out, that was one of the scenes you always tried. Because I was 15 years old and that <laughs> shit was dramatic. <laughs> no, but my point is, like, people were complaining about um, Kingpin kind of, like, coming out and kind of trying to kill someone in the opening. They said that's not something Kingpin would do. Clearly, though, uh, they have not been paying attention to what Vincent D'Onofrio has been saying about this particular incarnation of Kingpin. He says that it is the same one as Daredevil, but he says it's a post-blip Kingpin. He's kind of struggling to regain control over mm-hmm. New York because so many people blipped, so many people left, a lot of his connections were lost, and now he's kind of trying to build up from the top, and so many different things are happening. You can keep on you can grab onto the control he can't work from the shadows because there's no one to do his work for him so i don't know i'm excited to see where he ends up um other than that though it was a final time i thought jeremy renner as hawkeye this is the best performance he's given as a character um i loved kate bishop i freaking and i just i i really really love Haley steinfeld i love Florence Pugh, seeing their dynamic, yeah. fantastic. I love those actresses. Okay. This is probably my favorite of the live-action Disney Plus shows. Really? And that is why you would lose. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll scratch that. Second, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. Because that one did have the more political intrigue that I loved through the Isaiah Bradley character. Yeah. yeah. But this isn't a review on that. Um, what I loved about this show is just the sense of fun. Like, you say inconsequential feels like MCU, and I'm like, that's fine. Yeah. We no, had a lot of fine. MCU stuff that's, like, felt yeah. heavier. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, like, tried out different formats. We've tried out um, the sitcom format, television format, that could not have worked through a movie in WandaVision. And we've done more of, I don't know, I guess... Falcon and the Winter Soldier was more like a blockbuster Marvel movie split into six parts, if yeah. you really want to say that. And then Loki was also pretty unique in the sense that it's dealing with a new side of the MCU. Very, I loved it. Yeah. I loved that. I'm sorry, that was my favorite of the bunch. A lot of people have gone back and like started talking shit on that show, and I don't I, get I don't it. Anyway, that. I'm, I mean, yeah. But I'm anyway, what Hawkeye does really well is just capture that sense of fun that festive spirit of the christmas holidays or any of the holiday season you know you haven't done that in a marvel property yet it's 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 literally feels like feels like it feels homey that's the word yeah it feels like home it feels like something you watch and you're comfortable with it and it, i also like that it also had the emotional moments as well yeah it really dealt with the death of black widow really well i mean way better than they did in endgame there's actual yeah. You know, there's more Russo weight to brothers. that. You finally get resolution to that. And mm-hmm. to be fair to the Russo brothers, there's so much you're juggling in Endgame, you really can't yeah. stick that in there. I mean, maybe you could stick in, like, a line or two, but, like, they can't stick in a full scene. I mean, Tony Stark, mm-hmm. you can't undermine that. I mean, that's a big exit. They and pro- I think they knew that they'd have, like, more chances yeah. for Black Widow. They knew they had the spinoff film. Yeah. Basically, what it turns out is that Black Widow spinoff film does eventually lead to like Natasha Romanoff's like eulogy I guess kind of yeah. cuz that's what this show really did yeah. especially in that last scene with Yelena and Clint um yeah. really like bringing it to a close you God, know Yelena really quickly becoming one of my favorite Oh she's amazing the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. I really I don't know Call me a sucker for Florence Pugh and her acting, but like <laughs> she's like great in everything that I've seen her in I still have to watch Midsummer um yeah. 
But God damn it, yeah, this is really, really good all around. And yeah, I don't want to take credit away from the fact that it's, you know, being a fun, lighthearted romp yeah. isn't, like, it, it doesn't mean that it's bad. Um, I feel like a lot of people get caught up in this idea of high art and that everything has to, like, say something massive or sweeping. And I know that, it, like, again, these are a lot, a, a lot the MCU projects are, um, again, like, made for profit. Like, they're being made to, like, return a profit. But there's still Every love. Every film no, is made to turn a profit. But except the, for, like, the art, art house yeah. stuff. But what I, yeah, but, like, the thing is, like, there's still... Like a great love for the characters on screen that is there in every single moment. And you can tell that Feige and the team like love these characters. And that's something that we see continued in the movie that we're talking about today. But before we go to that, Jacob, what did you think about Hawkeye? Um, I had a lot of fun watching it. I think it's like, uh, you know, it does feel like another kind of like just, just another Marvel thing, you know. Uh, yeah. But... Um, yeah, I I just think you can get a lot of enjoyment out of it, uh, and uh, I I think like like I don't know, it's like entertaining. The story is like maybe not as uh, doesn't have as much you know, I doesn't have as big of a punch as some of the other Marvel MCU movies that have been coming out recently. You yeah. know, Endgame, and even the, the this movie No Way Home that we were about to talk about. But like, I just think like. It's kind of funny that way because like Hawkeye is a character, you know, that uh, they've already like already been making fun of as it like like ha like his story and like all that stuff is like yeah. it's always overlooked, it's always overshadowed mm -hmm. by like everyone around him. So yeah. having a show that's kind of like mundane, I feel like this kind of enforces that uh, that joke. I don't know if that makes yeah. any sense. But I call it more like, like looking at more like the street level stuff yeah. compared yeah. to everything else. Like you got trans-dimensional stuff on television through Loki. Like, yeah. Marvel's done that. What they've done really well is diversify their storytelling. We're getting street-level stuff. Yeah. We're getting multiverse stuff yeah. through yeah. Doctor Strange and the Spider-Man movie. And we're getting saw. cosmic through Eternals. and Guardians, still. We saw Guardians, that, we saw Eternals, that the, end of Guardians. Uh, the Marvels. Um, what else was I going to say? I really do enjoy... That one scene, I think it's in the last episode or second to last episode, and this is kind of like the entire theme of the show where Kate Bishop is kind of like, you showed me that you didn't have to fly or shoot lasers out of your hands, be a hero. All you had to do was like care about the people around you and be willing to like give whatever it takes like to make sure that you keep people safe. I really like that theme overall. Um, yeah, I like that street level theme that that Marvel has, even in this movie. You know, the movie. Yeah, movie. but like, yeah, that's the scene that won me over, though. That's when I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah, this this is the entire show right here. This show has weight, enough weight behind it where I can like feel yeah. invested into yeah. it. Um, Haley Steinfeld, though, really great. No, she's been killing it since True Grit. I said this podcast episode one. All right, go back watch uh, the Coen Brothers True Grit. Uh, fantastic movie. I don't think I've watched that. Fantastic movie. She was movie. nominated for that. She was like she was 13. Like, she, was nine, she was nine, I think. No, she, I think she was. No, she was nine. I'll look it up later. I, someone will fact check. But like, yeah. it, it, it was nine. Um, Speaking of fact check, I'd like to correct uh, a mistake I made in the first podcast episode about Sondheim. He wrote the lyrics to West Side Story. Thank you, Ruben and Rachel, for telling me that. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let it the record show that I admit I make mistakes. 
final thing I want to talk about. You mentioned it earlier. Seeing Vincent D'Onofrio in this thing was amazing. He is perfect casting. That as always. He's still horrifying to me even in a disney show like seeing him like the subtle facial acting or like yeah. like it's still like i was just so conditioned from daredevil to be just horrified whenever this dude is on screen like d'onofrio is fantastic in this role jacob you need to watch i daredevil. love the golden goldman sachs line <laughs> the bishop lady thing. like she's working at golden sachs <laughs> Oh God! It just the character. It's I, he still got it. Yeah. That, that was the best part about it. He, he does. Like, he does like rageful yeah. under a thin veneer of like sophistication so well. Oh, like, there's like <laughs> like you can see like it's a child playing at a big boss being a man. You know, like yeah. if, if you watch Daredevil, basically you figure out that the character is really a child on the inside, but he like lashes out and throws tantrums he never had a chance to grow up and you still see that here yeah like he's still like trying to like play this big boss role being all cool calm collected that veneer as yeah. you were saying but then you know like you can see it in vincent's face and he captures it perfectly <laughs> great that he's just acting. holding yeah. it back yeah and then it yeah. comes out and when it explodes you're like holy like shit. the eye twitches like the mouth the <laughs> mouth twitch you're like i get nervous i legitimately i was like in my seat while we were watching this i was like curled up i was like mm -mm, no <laughs> no no <laughs> oh and i love that we got i saw some criticism online for this but i loved it the full rogers the musical mu like the musical no, number people were upset about that well, if you think about it, people always stick around for the credits and are like, oh boy, what's coming next? I mean, come on. But I love that it was something different. Some of you Marvel fanboys are children. And <laughs> I, I'm not even, I'm not, I don't even mean in age. There are some 30-year-old MFs acting like children about these movies. <laughs> Grow the hell I mean, up, like, man. The creators are just having fun, you know, at that point, you know, like you're su not, you're supposed to be having fun. Exactly. This like, is not, you know, kind of like the end, chill. Of, like, the end of Homecoming where like Captain America comes out at the very end and like the second end yeah. credits. We're not making like, a we're not making a film. We're making a movie, goddamn it. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, like, I feel like they should be able to make jokes like oh, that. Oh, absolutely. At the very end of the I, movie. It, look, <laughs> and that's just a couple comments. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. But like it was really fun and I loved seeing it. I'm in Homecoming you see Kingpin alive and well after you got shot in the head because I think that they're not going to bring back Vincent and then, uh, shut up. <laughs> uh, Vincent, Vincent's going to be back, guys. Vincent is way too excited on social media for this to be his <laughs> only but This man, listen, and listen, I'm not saying that. He wouldn't kill Kingpin in his first appearance. Yeah, he do Come that, on. Man. He'll be the big bad for the street level stuff. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's what they'll do. And who knows? Fingers crossed. Maybe he'll be a villain in a Spider-Man movie. Spider-Man for baby! It's very probable, I think. All right. So overall, I really enjoyed this show. Second favorite for me. I give it a 9 out of 10. You give it a 9 out of 10? I give it a 9 okay. out of 10. Uh, I give it a 7 out of 10. Uh, seven. Yeah, yeah. seven. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we all enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Um, to different degrees. Right? It's like, oh, we all agree. We are all in agreement about this. About this show. Oh, I just liked it more than you guys. He's did. trying to deflect. I got closer to loving it. Well, I did love it, and you guys liked it. And yeah, okay. it's all cool. Yeah, it was, it was... All right, with that out of the way, let us talk about Spider-Man: No Way Home. You know what? Nothing. 
<laughs> Continue. The impetus of this podcast, if you really think about it, was this film. So yeah. So thank you, uh, No Way Home, for getting us to get off our lazy asses and actually like start a podcast. Yeah. So I mean, is it good so far? I don't know. That's up to you, really. I think we're doing an okay job for amateurs. I think, I think we are. I think we are. We'll, we'll, we'll get better at it. We'll, we'll get better. We'll, we'll learn. learn. We'll learn. The quality will improve as we go. He'll grow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the third Tom Holland Spider-Man movie, which we literally watched thirty minutes after recording that last podcast, and we ran out of time to film this episode because, because we left the country. Because life is a cruel mistress, and she gave us all chlamydia. What? Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> don't if you cut that out, I'll kill you. Yeah, I know. Um, so we've watched. I've watched this movie three times at this point. Jacob has watched it three, three times. times well. I have only watched it twice. One of them was in Spanish. Yes, yeah, I should say one in Espanol. Yeah, yeah. Go. We did watch it in Spanish as well. You Doblado. know, El poder del sol. Yeah. In the palma de mi mano. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? That's for my bilingual listeners. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So getting right into this movie, you know what? Let's even though the movie's been out for a month, mm-hmm. let us give Avoid a quick spoilers. No, no, no. <laughs> a, a, <laughs> We have to avoid spoilers, you know, for, for our listeners who haven't watched the movie yet. There are countries that haven't ha- had the chance are to watch serious? this movie yet because of COVID. Yeah. Oh, wow. Screw them. Yeah, screw them. So real quick, <laughs> we're going to give spoiler-free thoughts wow. for like five minutes about oh. the movie. Probably How a little less. How can you talk about this movie <laughs> spoiler-free? Exactly. Just general feelings about the movie spoiler-free. Bro, it was amazing when the thing happened and the dude was like, ah, and I was like, whoa, and I clapped. <laughs> And I cried, and I pissed my pants laughing and crying, and I had to go to the bathroom, and the theater attendant laughed at me. Would you have to go to the bathroom if you piss in your pants? I gotta clean it. (laughs) All right, general thoughts from me. Um, I, look, just, just to say it, spoiler free, I think this is the best film Marvel has produced as a studio so far. Dang. Um, and it's... It was really hard for me to come to that decision, but after watching it three times, I think this movie does some things with the emotion that tops everything they've ever done. They, this is a huge step forward, I'd say, in Marvel's uh, cinematic output. Um, yeah, is it fan service at times? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, like, I feel like people look at the fan service moments in this movie, which, non-spoiler, fan service, you know, general. They see that and they're like, oh, this movie is just a fan servicey gimmick money grabbing. It's like there is love for this character imbued in every frame of this movie. Every scene in this movie, there is an admiration for Spider-Man. There's an admiration for everything that came before that's defined Spider-Man in the live action realm of film. There is care put into every moment in this film and it and it and it and it pays off. Because this is, at least in my opinion, this is, spoiler free, my favorite live-action Spider-Man film out of the ones that we've seen. Oh, yeah. Now, may that opinion change over time? Maybe. But as of the recording of this podcast, January 7th, 2022, that is my opinion. All right? All right? All right? Opinion! All right, Jacob, general thoughts on the film. General thoughts on the film without spoiling it. Okay, yeah. here, here we go. Here we go. Okay, um... 
So definitely, I I do enjoy that they. Was, I, I think the trailer did show like the the villains came. Yeah, by, you can right? mention that. So yeah. I can mention the villains. I I I love what they did with each and every one of the the villains that came back. Um, they did have like a little bit of a makeover. At least some of them, Jamie Fox. They, they didn't mention <laughs> it in the movie. That was pretty funny. Um, but uh, I, I what I love about this film is that is that it respects everything that came before. Like you were saying, mm. you know, um, it's not like they just stuck those characters yeah. in there and then like made them different. No, yeah. they kept true. To yeah, those it characters. wasn't just it wasn't just respect and truthfulness. They yeah. they built on they, some of yeah, those characters. Did, specifically, did. I would say Norman. I'd say Norman and, yeah. and, and, and Otto, Otto, Otto. Otto. I wish they would have done a little bit more of Otto. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we will. But like. Those two, phenomenal. Jamie Foxx, I also really enjoyed in this The movie. lizard got the short end of the stick. The yeah. lizard was comedy relief, basically. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about yeah. that. <laughs> it felt like some of it tied into what we talked about on the podcast yeah. a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, because he's a ridiculous-ass villain. He has the worst <laughs> motivations out of everyone there. I know I said it was Electro before. But it's the lizard. It's, it's yeah. the lizard. It's the guy. Yeah. Electro, Electro is the worst executed. I will say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in his own movie, because he's yeah. really good here. He's good here. Um, so yeah, overall, um, it's a, it's a that, yeah, it's great. man, great, great film. film. Great film. And come back and listen to this if later if you haven't watched the film because we are going to get. We're gonna spoil the shit out of this. We're one. gonna spoil everything. We're gonna spoil ev- like all the little moments. Everything. I'm gonna tell you. Everything that happens in this movie. I have an eidetic memory. I remember everything. <laughs> Ask me about my childhood right now. Jonathan. What was your first meal? Shit. Skip question. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> um, so this movie picks up right from where um, Far From Home left off. And I really enjoyed that literally. aspect of it. Yeah. Like literally. Like the opening of the movie, the opening logos is playing the post credit yeah. scene from yeah. Far From it's Home. It's like a la Endgame where they take out the Marvel fanfare to like put in like like dialogue or to put in like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Great stuff. Yep. I can't believe they showed Jake Gyllenhaal. I thought, how much you think they had to pay to show his stinky ass again? If you think about it, that's the most consequential character in this trilogy, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal, because he love- sets off what happens in this film. That moment at the very beginning Come of the movie bro. is the inciting incident the, of the, the entire like, uh, I find hard to believe. Like, this is... Not anything like he would have like he could not have planned this to happen at all. But oh, like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, he the just way wanted, it happened. He just wanted to screw him over. This man, this is a man child. How petty you gotta be to lose <laughs> once to a child and be like, I'm about to dox this. <laughs> I'm about to dox him. Is this you? This you, Peter? It's like, bro, what? The- it's, it's almost kind of like when I was watching this, like it, even like after watching it three times, like I just still find it hard to believe that from Mysterio we went to like basically the Sinister Six, uh, like, uh, like well, it's, it's more like the fan- fabulous, fabulous Five, five. five. <laughs> okay, Fabulous Five, yeah, the the fanatical Five. But the like, Furious Five. Oh wait, no, that's, no, that's taken. Used, that's like I didn't taken. think they were they were gonna be able to do that, but like they did that so flawlessly. I didn't think. I, I, listen, guys, going into this when they first announced that this was gonna be like a multiverse movie, I was upset, and I know Ruben was upset too. I just thought they were gonna do too much. Yeah, we wanted a smaller movie that focused more on Peter and his relationship with May and his relationships with the people who are left behind. MJ left and behind, Ned. MJ yeah. and Ned, and we were worried that they weren't gonna get 
enough screen time. Now, do I think they could have gotten more than what they were given? Yes. But I mean, you I could think... say that about almost any Marvel yeah. movie. Would but... they maximize the screen time they had? Yeah. Exactly. This is the best use of, of MJ, I think, that we've seen at, in these three movies. I still really wish she was in Homecoming more. It would have, yeah. like... You know, it would have punctuated the moments that, like, some of them even... I think that's more of a reflection of, like, high school itself. They must have planned it out where, like, this person who's not really important in your life, but it's, like, there eventually becomes important in your life. Maybe that's what they were going for. And if that's what they were going for... Or maybe they they just didn't plan ahead. J.K. Rowling. They gave her the name MJ at the end of the first movie. They knew what they were doing. They knew. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, She's MJ Watson, though. Yeah, so there goes everyone saying, oh, my God, they'll bring in a Mary Jane eventually. No. Nope. This is, this, is the MJ, <laughs> this is the MJ that is probably going to be in the MCU going forward. Yeah. Uh, uh, what, what's wrong with that? There's nothing There's wrong, no, wrong with that. With that. <laughs> what's wrong with that, huh? Why are you questioning me? Anyway, I love this opening scene. I love the popular soundtrack that they use. I can't remember what the name of the song is. But uh, yeah, I looked it's it up. It's energetic. It's nice. I like it. I like the, the energy that it gives to the scene. I like that opening scene in general um where they're just kind of like trying to avoid people like the the paparazzi if you will or like yeah because like all the helicopters go to his house right away yeah. i like the one shot when they get back yeah. to the apartment that uh, was amazing yeah when happy goes to his room there are that two one amazing one shots <laughs> let me go check movie. what that is yeah. Like, yeah, yeah i should go check what that is i saw nothing <laughs> yeah see and that shot right there is why John Watts is a talented filmmaker, no matter what anyone online says. Yeah. Now, is he as stylistic as Sam Raimi? No. No. But this he is, is talented. This yeah. is the most stylized Spider-Man we've gotten in the MCU. There are some really, really nice shots and nice, like, compositional, like, like scene compositions in this movie, I think. Yeah, there are some times where you go to shot, reverse shot or whatnot, and it gets a little, it gets a little stale, but, like... That, like, like, unless you're talking about one of the greats of filmmaking, you're not going to have, like, that kinetic energy oh, throughout no. the entire thing. I think he's kind of finding his voice as a filmmaker, and I feel like Spider-Man finally had more of a of a three-dimensional kind of feel to him when it came to, like, the, the manner in which he was filmed or portrayed. Yeah. So The other little moment I love in this scene... I mean, it's funny when yeah. Happy opens the door, obviously, and, like, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's getting out of his suit, or, yeah. to mention that real quick. But the other little moment I really love is he's trying to get Happy and May to talk about their relationship. And I read this as he's trying to have, like, one final mo- moment of, like, normalcy before his life, like, evaporates. Oh, my God. I didn't even um, think about it like that's that. That's how I saw it, anyway. That? Yeah. I kind of like that, actually. Yeah, yeah I like and that. And I, I just, like, really liked how that was done, because it's, like, he's still a kid, so he's just trying to, like hold on to it like one last moment before the entire world knows, seeps yeah. in yeah. into or his life basically already, yeah just yeah. like before he has to like deal with it yeah. himself yeah. also the damage control interrogation scenes that follow that really well done i like i yeah. I, 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 yeah, I they got a really good actor for that bit part like, yeah that was like that guy killed it <laughs> yeah but i love those scenes i love how everyone's getting interrogated i love like kind of like the the, the themes or like the, the questions that are being brought up especially with may and that idea of child endangerment and all that stuff that's awesome and they're all in character when they're answering the questions as yeah. well yeah. i really like that yeah i really like that i really like how ned basically tells on himself and, <laughs> that man could have seen jail time if this was like a serious charge you well, know you're what telling I mean? me in Spider-Man's illegal activities, you're his accomplice. <laughs> but to uh, 
have my words stricken from the record. <laughs> no, dude, it was so My one thing with that, and I feel like this might be a complaint that a lot of people have about this movie, is that I wanted more of that. Like, you know what I mean? That's, that's why I wanted a more down-to-earth third movie at first, because I wanted a lot of that. This oh. first act could have been its own movie, quite honestly. It yeah. would have been a really yeah. good movie yeah. as well, I think. Yeah. I would have really enjoyed that movie as well. And I'm kind of sad that it... Part of me is sad that we didn't get to see that smaller Spider-Man 3 because I really would have liked that. Um, And I really would have liked to see a lot of the the, the themes brought up in these interrogation scenes explored further. But like I said, this is currently my favorite Spider-Man movie, live-action-wise. Spider-Verse is the best. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Live-action-wise. So obviously, I feel like they made up for it. But it's still kind of like the thing that I mourn for when it comes in this movie is that we didn't get to see more... Peter having to deal with the law and like the like kind of like more of the the court of public opinion like we got a lot of that in the beginning then it kind of starts fading away as time goes on and that would have been nice to see more of that throughout but yeah um and I like they resolved the legal problem quickly but I love the way they did it yeah Matt Murdock Matt baby played by Charlie Cox yep I mean, I didn't think this day would come, quite honestly. I didn't think they'd bring him back in. I was praying that it was. You know, he said online, I think it was a few months ago, it's like, if they cast someone else for Daredevil, he's going to have to fight me for it. Like, (laughs) I will show up to his his house in the suit and we are boxing, all right? I mean, it's just (laughs) perfect casting for that character. He's great. No, he's fantastic. Um, And in this film, he's just doing exposition stuff, besides, you know, obviously when he catches the brick. That was fun. But... (laughs) His purpose in the story is important, though. He's setting up that the legal issue is gone, but the court of public opinion, he literally says it, is what's going to uh, affect his life now. So he basically sets up what becomes the first act conflict of this movie. Yeah. Of what Peter's dealing with. But anyway, Jacob, what are your thoughts in general about this opening 20 minutes of the movie? Opening 20 minutes? Yeah. About the legal aspect of it the legal aspect or like no like, yes what, what jacob jacob <laughs> yes, like, I'll, I'll break it down here yes. jacob, you, jacob, jacob you told me you told me you passed your bar test were you lying to me all right all right <laughs> all right i'll rephrase the yeah, question please please do <laughs> basically i don't know the spider-man on the run from the law aspect of the movie then it's i mean like jonathan said and even you like i i, I would say like it would have been cool to see like them explore it more and like have it more grounded, like brought to earth, like you know what I'm saying, like down to earth. Uh, I I do think like it does like this movie gets big really quick. It does. You know what I'm saying? It escalates like, it, quick. It escalates really like really quickly because I think like Otto Octavius shows up like in the first what, like, 30 20, minutes, 20, 30 minutes yeah, of yeah. the movie. So like. I mean, you don't get much time to, like, really focus on, like, the characters that have already been, like, you know, uh, that we've followed through the first two movies. Yeah. We um, immediately were, like, brought, uh, like, they bring in every single person. I mean, it's cool. Like, I I do, I I do enjoy it. But um, it would it would have been interesting to see how they would have done this, like, in a scenario that they didn't bring, like... Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire and all Dude, the spoilers! All the, all, the, all, the, all the villains back from the uh, the other movies. But well, one for each movie. One from from each movie because yeah. Venom wasn't back and only mentioned. Okay, I wanted to see freaking. Uh, you wanted to see Toby Topher Grace. I like being evil. It yeah. makes me happy. No, no, but like as people have said online, there's technically a Sinister Six. It's just that one of them effed around in Mexico the entire time. <laughs> one of them was a tree. 
One of them was a tree, all right? The other one was a tree. The other one was a tree. <laughs> yeah. You could also say all that. Right. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about if you haven't seen this movie, but you have, you're laughing. You're pissing your pants. I'm manifesting it. <laughs> uh, you're, you're pissing your pants. But like going back to going back to what you were saying, how it escalates quickly. Yeah. The pacing in this thing's really good. Yeah, I, I think it's yeah. not rushed. Like there's a no. lot going on, but I feel like, and that's part of the reason why this is one of my favorite Marvel movies. It's just like Infinity War in the sense that like no line, no scene is wasted. It's all yeah. it's all building. I feel like. Yeah, like, going back to, like, earlier Spider-Man movies that we have talked about, even, like, the original Spider-Man 1, very well-paced, there are things that, like, we that could have been fleshed out even more, but because of the pacing and whatnot, you have to, like, jump from one thing to the next to the next. And that's okay. Like, yeah, there's something lost in that process, but, like, that's the movie that's being made, that's the movie the filmmakers yeah. wanted to make, and, like... Maybe we didn't get to see Kraven and Scorpion hunting down Spider-Man in this movie, but I think what we got instead was still really yeah. good. So I don't know how good that movie would have been at this point. It would have, it might, it might, it would have been good, but I don't know if it could have been this, this good. Yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Um, what I do like about this is that we have kind of like a, a, another moment of Peter Parker kind of taking advantage of the fact that he's surrounded by these like ultra-powerful people and trying to like grab on the things that he can't really grasp exactly like he can't grasp the importance or the gravity of some of the things he's he does throughout this initial trilogy you know what i mean he's still a kid yeah like, exactly. he's still trying to find that responsibility yeah you know, how like, do you deal with the powers he's been given I, that's his entire yeah. dilemma the entire yeah trilogy. no but like that's that's what i love like in the in the scene with steven strange i know i'm skipping some things but you know we go <laughs> we lightning speed whoa 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 let's Let's slow down a bit. I want to talk about the high school stuff. Yeah, let's talk okay. Because, like, first two films really focus within the high school. <laughs> yeah. Here you get a scene. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, just like in the later Harry Potter movies, which is the comparison I've heard people make a lot yeah. as they slowly move away from the school, I still like how it's, like, a part of yeah. it. You know, yeah. they still, like... It's showing how things have escalated by going back to where you were in the first few films. Hashtag Abraham. I wanted more Abraham in this trilogy. We saw him in the first movie. We never got to know him. Oh, my God. You're right. That kid never Where was he? Huh? John? He probably didn't blip out and he just graduated. (laughs) Bullshit. (laughs) Bullshit. (laughs) They might have done that on purpose if you think about it. They might have just so it's not like, oh, all of his class didn't blip. Uh, I mean, that wouldn't have been as believable. Upsetting to me. But get the, rid of what's his name, Brad. Get rid of him. But get Brad, him out of there. But Brad literally was one of the kids who didn't blip out and grew up. Yeah. They literally. Okay. Well, you know what? You know what, Ruben? Ruben, I told you not to question me on camera. <laughs> <laughs> this is I specifically requested to but be made like, to look good. <laughs> I like the high school. I like the high school stuff in the sense that. You get a notion of oh dang, this kid's life blew up. Yeah. Like in the sense that. I mean, he blew up in fame, obviously. That's part of it. But he, his life is gone as he yeah. used to know it. It's also like the return of the of the teachers, J.B. Smooth. Uh, God, what's it? Hannibal Burris and Mar- Martin Starr. Martin, Martin Starr. Star. Hannibal Burris, baby! I love <laughs> Hannibal Burris. I love it. Hannibal was one of my, my favorite comedians. I like that yeah. they included the teachers. It was kind of yeah. funny how they made... Uh, Hannibal Burris' yeah. gym teacher. I don't know that character's name, unfortunately. But they made him a Mysterio yeah. trooper. <laughs> Mysterio was right. Mysterio was right. I love how he's pretty chill about it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> and I, 
look, that is all explored. That man's all Reddit. <laughs> that, that part's a part. That's an aspect of our modern politics that was a little bit in this movie. In a different version of this movie, that would have been in it a whole lot more. Yeah. But the aspect of like the J. Jonah Jameson, Alex Jones character. I like that. Which I like, I like that. Like, there's people listen to this guy, you know, and there's that people living in that reality. But then you got everyone else who's like, oh, he didn't do anything. Like, yeah. it shows the dichotomy of the world and the media we live in. Um, yeah. People pick their own version of the truth and they stick yeah. with it. I mean, yeah. you also get the person who, like, throws paint on in his suit and yells Mysterio forever. Yeah. Or the, the person the who throws a brick that Matt Murdock catches. He's a really good lawyer. Yeah. He's a really good lawyer. <laughs> it says Mysterio. Uh, Mysterio was, right. right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I like... That could have been fleshed out more, but I like that it's still there. Yeah, I would have liked moments. maybe just a little bit more of Mysterio as a presence, like into the second act yeah, of the movie. Yeah. Like, um, well, no, actually, no. I feel like that shift to the other villains was actually pretty natural. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I mean, like you could have kept focusing on Mysterio. Well, if you look at it, it's more like a little mini epilogue to the last film, yeah. where like Mysterio's still a role in it, yeah. but then you still slowly shift into the new story. Yeah, yeah. honestly, yeah. no. You know, I te- yeah, I honestly thinking about it as I was even talking about, it, I'm like, <laughs> no, no, no. I think I think they did well on that. Um, but yeah, I like those high school scenes. I like the dichotomy. I like how Flash. I was going to talk Flash about Flash. Wrote Flash. a whole ass book in the span of like <laughs> what, like. Three weeks or something? Uh, uh, no way he wrote that book. He got a ghostwriter. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You think so? that, that kid 100% like, or his father you never see that he keeps mentioning in these movies. That was the mother. He, no, no, mother. No, father in the first one, mother in the second one. That's what it was. Oh, okay. Well, well, like, one of these parents <laughs> may have paid. Here you go, kid. We'll hire a ghostwriter yeah. to give you more friends. Well, name it Flashpoint. This will tie in to uh, DC Comics. DC Comics. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I like. But I, it's a natural progression of that character if he would find out Peter Parker is Spider Man. Yeah, he bullied like Peter Parker, but he's like a little sh- sniveling, you know. Yeah. So he would have just sucked up to Peter and tried yeah. to be his friend the moment that's he what, finds like, out he's Spider Man. That's what like I'm pretty sure I can't remember if it's in the comics, but I listen to the iterations of Flash Thompson that I have seen, like mm-hmm. animated or whatnot. When he finds if he when he finds out Peter's Spider Man, he kinda starts geeking out. Yeah. Like you're not you're gonna what you're gonna keep bullying Spider Man? Are you stupid? <laughs> that man can like lift a car over his head. You <laughs> exactly. Hey, probably, George, probably flick at him <laughs> under new <laughs> management. <laughs> Man, you just quoted Megamind? Yes. <laughs> All right. Deep cuts. Deep. Too many deep cups. Um, deep cups? Deep cuts. <laughs> Jonathan. Jonathan, anyway. You can't see it, but I'm eyeing Ruben down sinisterly. <laughs> <laughs> so, what gets Peter to actually try to change what's happened to him is the entire college dilemma. Yeah. And I've heard some debate online on this. I liked this aspect of the movie as well. The first time I watched it, I wasn't so I wasn't a fan of it. The second time I watched it, I'm like, no, this this kind of works. I like this actually. Yeah. Like honestly, I think it was the first time I was like, oh my god, MIT, 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 MIT. shut up. And yeah. then in this movie, I, I don't know, the second time watching it, it just felt like that first act moved a lot quicker and like that wasn't as big of a staying point. It was just kind of like a transitional kind of thing. Yeah, kind yeah of... it transitions yeah. to the next phase of the movie. Yeah. But, you know, it's believable. He's like, he's still a kid. He wants to have a normal life or he wants to have an aspect of a normal life. He knows yeah. his life isn't going to be completely normal. But even that's taken away from him. He can't go to school, you know? Yeah. 
Um, he can't, he like, yeah. Can't go to school, can't, can't be who he is without people watching him every second of mm-hmm. the day. Like, he's lost so much of a sense of normalcy, yeah. and he wants it back. So, like, it makes... Like, literally, when he's on the bridge after, like, he gets out of the suit, like, one of the one of the people in the car, like, recognize him, and he's like, oh, my God, Dad, it's Spider-Man! It's, it's Peter Spider- Parker! It's Peter Parker! Yeah, it's Peter Parker, Spider-Man! <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God! But, like... Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like that. I like like going back to what I was saying earlier before Ruben made me backtrack. Oh, um, no, but like with Doctor Strange and like Peter kind of reaching out to him about kind of like using the spell. This is like quintessential. Like I don't know. For me, it's 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 quintessential MCU Spider Man in that MCU Spider Man um, obviously uh, like has had a lot of things, at least in the superhero realm of things, kind of, like, given to him, in a way. You know, a lot of reliance on Tony, a lot of reliance on, like, the Avengers and whatnot. This, and, like, yeah, he learns how to deal with things on his own, but, like, to him, he's still a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, and when things get too big, he, like, immediately runs out and tries to, like, solve problems in very extreme ways. And I like that this is kind of, like, Peter being, like, I, I like how Steven reacts to it, too, because Tony would have, like, very clearly kind of, like, helped him out. Steven's like, I forget that you're a kid sometimes at the end of all of this. Like, mm-hmm. every time that we... I forget we've worked together every... And we've worked together for so long, I forget that you're just a kid. Yeah, Steven sees it, him as more of a co-worker that helped him save the world, basically. Or, like, they worked together to save yeah, the world. Yeah, but he's a kid. That was one worry for me, like, come, going into this movie, I, I, was, I was like... Thinking that they were gonna just do the same thing they they, they had done for like with with uh, Tony Stark, like the same with, type of yeah, relationship, like same type of relationship with Doctor Strange, in, in like in his stead. Yeah. But like, I'm glad that it was just like you know he's he's just there. He's there to like move the story along in a way, and then like it's not really like yeah. it's like it, it um allows Peter Parker's character to develop on its yeah. like like independently you know and really after that first scene he's not really there to help Peter like he's like trying to like fix that mistake I like that line where he's like you had me attempt to brainwash the entirety of the pop of Earth's population so you're so your friends could make it into MIT and you didn't even try to call them first it's like Peter is like his head's in the clouds, honestly. Like, again, this problem, as Dr. Strange says on the scene, is that he's trying to live two different lives Yeah, the problem the wasn't time. Mysterio. The problem was that he was trying to be Spider-Man. And a high schooler. But be able to also, you know, have close relationships with people while he's being Spider-Man. Yeah. A lot of this of this opening trilogy, and we can kind of say it now that we've like seen the overarching art. It, it, like the overarching thing is yeah. kind of like you have a lot of moments of Peter kind of being selfish, like throughout this initial trilogy. I'd say. I mean, yeah, a lot of moments where he's starting to be responsible and he's starting to learn about responsibility. He's starting to be like, okay, I got to do this. A lot of moments though where he kind of wants to like take back from that and lean into the high school aspect, and he's constantly yeah. switching between that selfishness and that sense of responsibility back and forth and back and forth and this movie kind of finally puts him fully into like yeah. okay i can't i can't like do this anymore people are getting hurt because of this and i can't be trying to like live life as two different people but i love that scene i love the difference the difference in the ideology that we see in steven and peter here and that continues in a, in a later scene in this, yeah. movie, in this movie but like yeah i really like the dynamic the, the, the dynamic between these two characters but i mean yeah and we get Wong for a little bit. 
And Sorcerer Supreme. Sorcerer Supreme, which was an interesting development. I like that. I, like I am that. worried about Wong, though, in the next no. Doctor Strange film. If you kill Wong, Feige, I will harm you. They better not kill Wong to make Doctor Strange Sorcerer Supreme again, is all oh, I'm saying. Gosh. That's what makes me nervous about it, but... We'll see, though. I'll be upset if they do that. I will be... Because Benedict Wong is really good. Yeah. Like, he has these little bit parts, but... He's British. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We learned that. Ruben, yeah, you should. Ruben showed me this. I don't. You didn't see. Oh. There's this clip of him getting interviewed, and he sounds nothing like he like he, he does, does in the, in the no, films. Yeah, no, but like he uses that that voice like in everything that I've seen of him. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it just f's with me. It's like finding. It's like people who don't know that Henry Cavill is British finding out that he's British for the first time. Yeah. Being like, yeah. wait, 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 wait. No, denied. No, no. <laughs> but like. Yeah, and I mean again, a reflection of the casting. I know we've probably mentioned this before, but like the casting in the MCU, insanely top good, notch. top yeah. notch. Shout out uh, Sarah Haley Finn, um, yeah. amazing work, amazing. Work. Um, but yeah, Cumberbatch is strange through like the entire great casting. Yeah. yeah, and I like that he's had a role beyond. After his first film, he's had Ragnarok, the two Avengers movies, and now this. I feel really like in, building up the character. In each appearance, I feel like Better Little Cucumber has really kind of like grown into the role just more and more, and he's really getting mm-hmm. kind of a hang of it, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. this is, he's like doing, pheno- he's doing phenomenal yeah. work. Yeah. <laughs> Stop shaking your head. What are you doing? No, he's, he's doing a really good job with the character. Um, really capturing, I don't know, like his arc from the first movie still there, that sense of he has a bigger responsibility now yeah yeah but also still that little bit of arrogance is there yeah in the sense that he's he wants to help peter but he wants to use this reckless spell that he's being told (laughs) not to use yeah so still very in character yeah like a like a tricky balance but he pulls it off really yeah Mm. yeah um I guess we can move on to the bridge scene now, right? Yes, we can. I really like Jacob kind of mentioned about him yeah. talking about the MIT thing. To me, at this point, the MIT thing is more of a pivot point, you know, because this is where the movie, like, starts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, this is where No Way Home, like, kicks in the gear. Because we have freaking Alfred Molina's Doc Ock appear on this bridge. <laughs> Amazing. This man has not lost his touch. No. And I'm going to say, I, I mean, both... Both uh, Defoe and Melina come back swinging. Which is insane because they haven't played these characters in like, well, in Defoe's case, almost 20 years. Melina's like 17 years. Yeah. But still. Like a glove. Like 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 a glove. (laughs) No, but I like the energy that Melina brings into the scene. I like kind of like the point in his character arc that we kind of find him at because this is like right before. Yeah, so they reveal he's pulled like. It seems like they get pulled the moment they find out Peter Parker is Spider-Man is how I've read the film at this point. Yeah. So he finds out Peter Parker Spider-Man and then he gets pulled when he's choking out yeah. Peter Parker, which would probably mean the foe gets pulled out like after the Thanksgiving scene. Yeah. And then Electro gets pulled out probably when he like is in the system and finding out because he only knows his name. He doesn't yeah. know his face. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, yeah, interesting. He, he was, uh, absorbent information. But yeah. then, like, why have they found what, like the clothes they were wearing in those in those scenes? Then, like, oh, they, why is it different? Yeah, why they did? Well, I think for Molina's case, they changed it a little bit because remember he's like shirtless in Spider-Man Two. Yeah, I think <laughs> part of the strategy with the de-aging thing was just to give him the 
Does he have a turtleneck? Yeah, yeah, in the comics. In the oh, comics, oh. I don't know. I don't even remember. He has like in the originals when he's like it's the yellow and green. I know that the yellow kind of like like shoulder piece. But the aging, the aging has gotten scary. I didn't. You told me after the movie that the de aged him, and I did not know. They de aged Molina and the foe. I did not know that. The only scene where like it, I, I could really tell like they they used de aging is like when. Uh, the scene where like they focus in on uh, Defoe's helmet, like Green Goblin's helmet on the dumpster, bin, yeah, yeah. and then like they they show him for a second, you know, like like him like you know talking to himself. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then like I don't know, it's just like him turning his head a bit, and just, it, it just seemed like a little weird in that shot. But like mm-hmm. I honestly think like on like the de aging is. I, it, like Jonathan and mo- many people I talked to did not even notice that they. I didn't they, know. Yeah. I literally didn't so, know. But yeah, this Doc Ock's uh, scene right here, I think, very good action. I love how you hear a bit of the theme. That's something that I love throughout this movie, how you hear kind of like, do I wish they would have incorporated it even more? Yes, but I like how you can like hear the whispers of these motifs here. You know, and there. Also, he goes all out on the bridge. Like, he's not pulling back his punches at yeah, all. He's going to kill this guy. Yeah, he's like, literally trying to kill. He's throwing, like, freaking, like, stone pillars. The cylinders, like, cylinders, yeah. yeah the cylinders. Throwing cars at yeah, him. Throwing cars it's at like, him. It's like, bro. Punches, punches him through a freaking like like sign. Yeah. And then like he hits he, 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 my god, you can feel the impact of like yeah. Spider Man going through that truck yeah. or whatever, the U Haul. Yeah. Like, well if you think yeah. about it, the moment that they pick him up from his character arc is near his moment of triumph and all of a sudden nothing. Yeah. So it's it makes sense that he was super pissed off yeah. when like yeah. he showed up here. He's like, bro, where the hell am I? Where's my machine? Where's my machine? Where's my machine, motherfucker? The, the, the power of the sun, <laughs> the power of my. That yeah, I think honestly, when we talking about that line, there are a yeah. lot of moments where they kind of bring in these these fan service meme kind of lines. Lines, right? Yeah. I thought that for the most part, like. Most of them, I thought, were kind of like used pretty, pretty well. That one made sense. That I, one made I, sense. I think the Norman one made sense. Too. That one was stupid. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it. Uh, and, I, yeah, but I love the scene. I don't know. What are you guys' opinions on the nanotech? Kind of taking over the arms. I, I'm kind of mixed on. I, that. I am a little mixed on that. You know what I mean? Like I, I like it. I think it reflects that the technology. Has evolved a bunch, yeah. Um, and that the technology in the MCU is really different from the Raimi verse or the Web uh, verse, yeah. Um, to the sense that you know there wasn't a Tony Stark in those worlds, so yeah, or an Avengers, or an Avengers, obviously. Um, but I like I like it because it's like Peter using his ingenuity. Like he didn't invent the nanotech suit, but he's yeah. able to figure out on his feet. Oh. This is how I beat him. And, yeah. like, they do that really well in this movie. Like, yeah. they show Peter Parker's ingenuity. I, I, I think more than, like, in the past yeah, films. And it, I don't trilogy. think it ruins Molina's performance in this movie mm-hmm. at all. Like, no. I think he's still giving it his all, and he's still really, like, in this character. This is, like, he is Otto Octavius in this. And I like that. Yeah. Um, after that, you have uh, Green Goblin showing up on the bridge, them getting teleported. Um, I like I like that scene where you kind of have Strange being like, "Bro, the hell did you just do? <laughs> like, what? Like, why do I'm, I'm like I'm gonna kill you, dude? Are you yeah. serious?" Um, I like how Peter's selfish in that scene again too. How he's like, "Look, I can't I can't be dealing with this Strange. I got like I gotta look good for MIT." He's like, 
buddy, I am going to throttle <laughs> you. You made tried- this mess. You are going to fix <laughs> yeah. it. I like that. Same thing he tried doing with uh, Nick Fury in the last. Oh, yeah. Talos Nick Fury yeah. in the last movie. Yeah. Uh, trying to get out of his responsibility. I, I like. I like how Peter. Like, cause like he's a kid. He's frequently like he'll be, eventually be like, all right, I guess I'll like do what I gotta do, but like... That was the last movie, though. What happens here is a lot darker yeah, than what yeah, happened yeah, in the yeah, last yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, Which, yeah, they're insane. But, you know, I like... <laughs> Strange is... I like how you pick up after he has just fought the lizard. That, mess, <laughs> that man got Why can't we see that fight? That <laughs> man was probably short. But Why are you me? Shit, that man was bleeding! He was bleeding because he probably <laughs> underestimated the thing, but... He's like, oh, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a freaking dinosaur? <laughs> like, I don't think... Did he even know, like, the... the uh, Everyone that knew Peter Parker like was gonna come into the universe until like he's met the lizard like in the sewer or whatever where, wherever you found him. That's a good question. I think no because, because like, he like, asks he asks uh, Doc Ock that set of questions, so I'm guessing he asked the lizard the same thing. Okay, yeah, because yeah. yeah. it could have been like a surprise attack, is what I'm saying. Well, he he detects an anomaly and he goes to investigate okay. it. Is what and happens. The, okay, yeah. So he knows it's like a multiversal anomaly, and he's like, oh shit! So yeah. then he goes into the sewer to <laughs> yeah, figure yeah, out yeah. what's going on. It would have been cool, I think, to have. Have like a little like mini scene where we see him kind of sense that anomaly go into the sewer and then he just like looks up and he's like what the shit <laughs> <laughs> see, but like un- that would have been cool to see but i think it would have broken the pacing out of the sequence in the movie and yeah. i don't think in this movie if you really think about it you don't cut away from tom holland's peter parker at all you follow no. him Basically. From beginning to end, basically the entire Except time, for like a few, a few moments. Like yeah. when they introduce the other two Spider Men, spoilers. Uh, they cut away <laughs> for a bit. Yeah, I like how you know going back to because we're before we completely drop the MIT thing. I like how it kind of just disappears at this point of the movie. Like it's like this minor thing. It's like oh, good job, Peter. They're reconsidering it. You screwed everything else <laughs> up. Like, does it even matter if you make it, if you yeah. made it or not? Like, you ruined everything, dude. Like, you you screwed up big time. Um, and I like how they like play off Doctor Strange. You see a different side of him here. He's yeah. just like, I'm dealing with children now. Yeah, what yeah. the hell He's did like, I, I get am into? A freaking daycare attendant right now. What am I? Uh... It's like, you just see like. I don't know, like, more, like, annoyance and, like, maybe I shouldn't have done this. Yeah. Maybe yeah, I should have yeah. listened to Wong. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to tell Wong he was right. All right. No, I think the line is, like, in that sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, we have to catch a ball before they destroy the known yeah, yeah. universe or worse. Wong, Wong, Wong finds out. Yeah. <laughs> I love that line. I love that line. I love Steven and Wong's yeah. relationship, man. Oh, God. I love how he takes the Iron Spider. Iron Spider's gone now, but like yeah. he takes like the, the Iron Spider, what's left yeah. of it, and like makes it the little gauntlet. Yeah, yeah you know cool. that that part was. I cool. like that. Um, I like um, that scene that we get with Norman, where, like when he breaks the mask and he like that denial oh, the of natu- the goblin. Yeah. Yeah. It's the natural progression of mm-hmm. that character. Yeah. What I like, I, I think we've said this a couple times, but what we really, what I really like about this movie is how it's true to these characters where they are. Like, you're picking up exactly where they are and they're written in a way where it's 
feels natural. It's not like, oh, this isn't the same Norman Osborn. This isn't the same Otto Octavius. No, it's pretty. It's like, the same character. It's like seamless. I, I, I could say Electro, but to be real, Electro didn't have much of a no, character. No. Sand, uh, Sandman was exactly the same yeah. as he was in I the love, yeah. I love how Sandman's motivations in this movie is because, like, where we left Sandman, like, yeah. he's a good guy at this point. I like who he's just confused as shit. <laughs> the like, what time. the hell is going on, dude? Like, well, that's, like, a different perspective. Yeah. And yeah. I like that you the villains had like different perspectives yeah. on what they wanted to do. I like how Sandman it wasn't a was cohesive like, unit. It wasn't like a Sinister Six with one leader. Yeah. All the villains were just trying to get their own yeah. ends. Electro was trying to get more power because he detected more uh, advanced tech in his universe, yeah. so he wanted to he have to, that power. Yeah, he wants to yeah. stay here. Um, yeah. He's somebody that we see in that in that in in the Amazing Spider-Man two movie, someone who's kind of like obsessed with being seen or obsessed with having like yeah. like obsessed with being like a godlike figure yeah. to people. So obviously, like the draw of like new energy is just like too much. And the, and uh, the universe gave him a glow up when he like trans like transferred yeah, I, over. I like the new Like what the hell? The man, maybe I gotta go to a different universe. You know what I mean? <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, Sandman was essentially just like, bro, I want to go home and see my daughter. Yeah, Come on. Yeah, I love, <laughs> I love how like he's just continually just like he attacks Peter just because he's confused. He's like, bro, I don't know who you are. Did you just kill that guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is happening? Like half of the movie, he's like, what the hell is going yeah. on? Like, and it's, then it's like annoyance, like, all right, whatever, let him cure us, and then let's like yeah. get the hell out. And then of when here. he sees that that shit is not happening, he's like, I'm just gonna go for the bomb myself f this I'm like, <laughs> I'm like screw these people i'm yeah. going home yeah um and then i like how sandman's motivation at the end is just like bro i just want to go home i don't give a shit <laughs> about these four goons what's the lizard the lizard the lizard <laughs> wants to go home and turn everyone into lizards again this man is just chaos <laughs> the same character it's like a meme character all yeah. in here they make fun of like the character <laughs> I'm thinking like uh, whether or not that freaking serum changed his freaking brain chemistry as well because that plan is awful. That man was normal. That man was normal in the Amazing Spider-Man before that happened and all of a sudden he's like everybody lizard. But he turns into a complete villain after he takes that serum in the Amazing Spider-Man because like that one scene in the lot like I'm sorry that we're like very off like topic, I believe, but that, the scene in the lab immediately after he turns into the lizard for the first time is like so comic, comic book villain like. You, know <laughs> you will not stop me, Peter Parker. <laughs> like he, he says everything. Like he sounds so suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love when I love when Andrews Peter comes to yeah. confront him. He's like. How, do, how would I hunt a, li- a lizard? A lizard. <laughs> exactly. Lizard, uh, an <laughs> a new variant to New York. Man, what the yeah. hell are you? Why are you telling on yourself? <laughs> He's hyping up the lizard. <laughs> but what I love. Beautiful creatures. He literally, <laughs> just, he literally just has the same arc in this movie that he did in The Amazing yeah. Spider-Man. He just gets plucked out. Like some rant. Probably the second he saw the camera, he just gets plucked out. Yeah. And then he just has the same arc. So, yeah. like, he's... He's just in here for more, like, fodder, obviously. Yeah. Um, I do. Like, compared to the other four. Um, Otto, obviously, um, basic, the, trying to get home to, like, finish his machine. His machine. Yeah. And then you have Norman. Norman is just... That man is just wreaking havoc. But, I mean, like, before we get to that, like, 
Willem Dafoe. We got to talk about him yeah. for a second. Yeah. yeah. This man is look. This might be. And Jacob said maybe Chadwick, but for me, yeah. this is probably the highest caliber actor we've had in the MCU. If you've seen this man's other work. Well, we've had really cal- high caliber actors. Oh, I mean, like, I guess, like, okay, well, not, like. High level performance. Yeah, high level performance. Yeah, because not counting, like, Glenn Close and. Oh, wait, what's it, Glenn Close? Glenn Close? Glenn Close Guardians? was in Guardians yeah, 1. Yeah, because uh, some of Yeah, Kate Blanchett as Hella. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins yeah. as yeah. Odin. Yeah. Like, you, we've had high caliber actors. I mean, but we're talking Willem Dafoe. <laughs> we're talking one of the best actors of this generation. This man is more than Green Goblin, all right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen Lighthouse, watch Lighthouse. I still need to watch Out of Trinity's Game. Really good stuff. He, now, he's phenomenal. He is underrated, and this man needs more attention because he murders it in this movie. Um, just phenomenal <laughs> work. Yeah, shut okay, up. Okay. <laughs> he does phenomenal. I love that scene when he shows up. That first scene when he shows up at, at the feast center. Where he's oh, kind of like yeah. breaking down there. Yeah. It's like Norman like trying to kind of like Norman trying to overcome the goblin and seek help and be like, I'm so confused. There's no Oscar here. My son isn't here. Do you think it's the goblin? It could be the goblin, because if you think about it, at the end of the original Raimi film, he tries tricking Peter to get him into position to kill him. That's true. <laughs> Godspeed, Spider-Man. Is he a goblin the whole time? Because, I, like, no, I think what no, I think yeah, that's auto, right? Like no, I think what, you know, it, the goblin is there, but it's like it's taking a backseat on purpose, and, it's and then it's like coming of, back in. Oh, okay. It's yeah. taking advantage of Norman's quote unquote weakness. Yeah, yeah. But I love that scene. He's such his facial acting in this movie is also phenomenal. And I, I mean that scene, yes, but just in general, when he's the goblin, I'm so happy they broke that goddamn mask. All right, the <laughs> fact the fact that they put a mask. On this man in that movie, of that first movie, is stupid to me. Okay, but the other part that's really good, there was a story reason for it, for yeah. him breaking the mask. Yeah. It was him trying to, like, yeah. break out of yeah. that moment yeah. or, like. Yeah, he was like, I am done with this goblin shit, yeah. honestly. I'm like, God, this man's. This man's facial expressions as the goblin are phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it makes you wonder why they even considered, like, covering it up. Putting this, like, blasticine mask on his goddamn head from the beginning. It really does. But, yeah, I love love Osborne in this. I I love that his motivation is Peter Parker has this power, but he's not using it for selfish reasons like he should, so I gotta push him... Over the edge, so he does it. I absolutely love that he has like an actual motivation in yeah. this movie. It's like an ideal. It's like an ideological thing for him. It's like you're talking about responsibility and this moral conquest. Screw that. When you have power, you use it, and yeah. you yeah. use it to get what you want. And you're not using it to get what you want, and you're weak because of it. It's like the Joker. He's trying to break Spider-Man, so mm-hmm. he sees his same worldview, basically. Yeah, it's, it's essentially it's that. essentially yeah. what they're it's doing. Essentially that, which is why I wish Willem could have played the Joker at some point. Would have been really interesting. Would have been phenomenal. When were they cast? But this is basically... When when were they going to cast him as a Joker? They never were. They never were. Oh, they never were. Yeah. But I think this is basically his Joker. Like, this is exactly what his Joker would be like. We already got it. I I don't think I... We don't need to see it. It would have been great, but I don't think it's something... I won't die sad that I didn't see Will of the Foes, the Joker. His... Me and James were talking about... James and I were talking about this... Um, James is a friend of ours. Yeah, James is a friend of ours. We've mentioned him before in the podcast. Shout out, James. I know you're not listening to this, you bastard. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, But uh, 
like Goblin in the in the Raimi movie, like like Willem's performance comes off as a lot more campy just because of the atmosphere. It's the nature of the yeah, film. No, but he's giving like a very similar performance, and it's a very different vibe in this movie. It is legitimately it's scary. I did not laugh at this Goblin. I was horrified. This Goblin scary, and we'll get to like. His best sequence, which is the apartment scene. It's, it's yes. the apartment This sequence. man, it's like, it's like, it's just the same character. Yeah. It's the same acting. It's just a different atmosphere. Yeah. In a modern superhero movie, what Defoe was doing in that first Spider-Man movie is absolutely horrifying. But well, like, it's just because, like, it's Raimi's like, universe is this campy... Yeah. Like I said before, it's basically the 1960s Spider-Man world. It works for what it is. It 100% works what it is. What the MCU has done here, basically, yes, it's still silly sometimes, but it's more realistic, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, when it needs to be. And that's kind of what I like about this movie, um, how it, like, there's it's grounded in, like, the emotional weight of the situation. And I don't feel like the... I mean, besides the ending of Infinity War, beginning of Endgame, I don't think the MCU's really done that. Well, Winter Soldier to an extent. But, like... To an extent. But this really leans into the emotional aspect. And it, and it, it finally, I feel like this is, like, a superhero movie. And there are several that have done this, but, like, just really give it to the actors. You know what I yeah. mean? They yeah. just let them They just let, let them go. go. yeah. They just let them go. It's like, you know what you're doing. We hired you for a reason. Do yeah. what you're good at. Yeah. And they kill it. Yeah. They do phenomenally. Yeah. Um, I guess before we move any further with, like, talking about the villains or whatnot, we should talk about the moment where Strange tries to send them back. Because that was... That ideological see, difference. Let me think if I there's anything else we should talk about beforehand. No, we already talked about Beast. Oh, I like... Okay, so setting up the conflict. Yeah. Well, not the conflict, but like Spider-Man's change of heart was with Aunt May, basically. Yeah. Because he was prepared to send them home. Um, but then Aunt May... He's like, it's not my responsibility. And he's like, Peter, you brought him in here. You need yeah. to help him out. This man yeah. needs help. This man is broken mentally. Are they all like this? Yeah. You should be helping them. You shouldn't just be, like, throwing them back into, like, the respective universe. I'm like, that'll be fine. That'll be fine. Yeah. So, yeah. they. So, yeah. Back to the Sanctum Sanctorum. Yeah. But that Peter May dynamic throughout this movie. Phenomenal. Oh, phenomenal. This is the best that it's been. This is the best that it's been. And I wish we would have gotten more. I wish there would have yeah. been more. But I feel like... This sets Spider-Man up in a really interesting place going forward. Yes, I know. Um, but yeah, jumping ahead now to Peter and Strange, I I like it. It's it's what Marvel's done really well a couple times um, with, especially with Steve Rogers and Tony Stark. Yeah, the opposing viewpoints of the of the heroes is not that one's villainous and the other one's trying to stop them. It's that they have this different perspectives on the same issue. Yeah. Which, you know, adds to, like, more grayness. And I like that they're portraying yeah. that aspect of it. Because um, I can see both sides of this. Peter's like, let me help them. Um, I'm responsible for them being here in the first place, and now that they're here, I should help them. And Strange is like, well, we can't risk the multiverse because of this. This and, is uh, the same, because this man has seen, like, 14 million different timelines. They, so yeah. he's like, bruh. I don't give a shit yeah. if these five dudes die when they go back. I don't. I don't care. I don't care. Like it's what was it in the grand calculus of the universe? Their deaths mean more than their lives. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh my god. Well, I think said the grand calculus of the multiverse. Yeah. But yeah. Their, yeah. their death means more than their lives. It's like, bro. What Which makes it makes sense though because he's ruthless. Yeah. It's ruthless, but he's. It makes sense from his perspective. From his perspective, it's like a little higher. He. 
Peter's yeah. the street level hero, so yeah. obviously he has the more street level perspective. Yeah. But Doctor Strange has this higher order perspective. Like in the first movie as well, he's just trying to like, you know, help out like the universe. You know, like how do I want to say this? Because <laughs> <laughs> I kind of I kind of lost the train of yeah, thought there. Oh, uh, there goes. Woo. <laughs> uh, get the children off the train, Henry. <laughs> so yeah it, it reflect okay better said dr strange's arc in the first movie is going from this street level view because he starts with like obviously the hippocratic oath do yeah. no harm and that's where he starts out so he has like a similar perspective that peter parker has in this sequence here yeah. what his arc has been through the mcu so far is having him look at the higher order of things yeah and he has to like break rules or do what needs to be done to ensure that stability yeah. is maintained. Dormammu, uh, freaking Infinity War, like all these little things that he does. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, like Tony Stark had to die. Like he realized that like this yeah. is the one timeline that'll work. Yeah. So he basically set up Tony yeah. Stark for his death. If you really think about yeah. it there, he knew he was going to die if you gave him the time stone. Maybe it would have gone differently and Tony Stark would have lived, but he did it because he's like, well, like... It's what the universe requires, so I have to do it. Yeah. So, like, that's his been his arc. So, it's built up to this point where, like, when he says that, you're like, it makes sense. That's what this character, how this character views things. Yeah. Um, so, basically, what we're getting at here is Marvel has written these characters really well to the point that you see both sides of the conflict. Yeah, right? and you see that development throughout different movies. So, there is an, there's an art to this writing. Which is the unique part that Marvel has done and I think every other cinematic universe has failed at seeing this. They're trying to put the cart before the horse, so to speak. Um, DC um, comics just trying to like throw shit at the wall. Yeah, yeah. What's really important is you need to believe that these characters are real individuals yeah. that go on these adventures, basically. Yeah. And there's multiple adventures and their lives continue and you get to see different aspects of those adventures, but they're like continuous yeah. Um complex individuals and i don't think dc comics has captured that quite as well no because the characters are a little inconsistent it's also because like dc comic characters and i love them controversially i do love them a lot more than some of the marvel characters i mean like above unless we're talking like spider-man iron man like i still i'm a sucker they're good they're good what what was your point gonna be anyway my point is um like, yeah, that just, there's that human nature and there's kind of, like, the DC comics, like, when you're not as familiar with those comics and the way that they deal with these godlike characters, you can't properly make them human in the way that the comics have made them human. Um, but, yeah, going back to this movie, like, that dichotomy between these two and, like, kind of, like, the way that they're seeing it. And seeing this from Peter's perspective, because, like, he watches the villains realize that they die. Like, Otto is like, oh, you're chasing a ghost. Like, ah, he's dead. And then Flint's like, you're also dead. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then Elijah's like, oh, shit. That, that gives... I was going to die. Honestly, this sequence gave me goosebumps, goosebumps yeah. honestly. It gave me goosebumps. With how it's building up. Because 
Thomas Hayden Church, we haven't man- mentioned it, but even though he only did voice acting for this, yeah. he did not phone it in. Yeah. Like, no. he actually also... The virus, ju- the coronavirus made it difficult to shoot. I'd say this basement scene is the one only moment in the movie where for me, I'm like, okay, I can feel that this was shot during virus times. Because, like, some of those, like, the way that the shots are composed, you can, re- it really does feel like these people are not in the same room sometimes. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, that was the only scene I had a problem with. But the, I was so enthralled, I did not No, notice. it's because of the emotional aspect of that scene where they're all freaking out and like, yeah. Peter! Peter, hey! Yeah. Don't let him do this! Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Peter, like, being like, no, I'm taking the box. Yeah. And the the fight scene that, that transpires in the mirror dimension. Oh, my God. God. One of the Again, best. I will never get Again, tired of the mirror dimension. Did, yeah, I'll never get tired of the mirror dimension, dude. That's They, they could do some really interesting shit with that. Yeah. Like, honestly. And I don't know. Scott Derrickson tweeted out about this, but it's true. Like, he, he tweeted out, it's really good to see that they're still using the visual style we established in Doctor Strange in the MCU. Yeah. yeah. And, like, yeah, that's true. Because um, this really feels like... It is from Doctor Strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange. Strange yeah. You get a Doctor Strange movie for five yeah. minutes here, <laughs> yeah. which is insane. Which is why it's like, oh yeah, Peter's not winning this. And then he freaking again ingenuity, brains, intelligence beats this man with geometry. This might. Be- <laughs> and speaking of the music, we haven't talked about it much. We've mentioned it a couple yeah. times, but this is one of the tracks in like this entire movie in the score. Yeah. You could tell Michael Giacchino was having a ton of fun because he was playing off both of his themes here. Yeah. Like the Doctor Strange theme and the Spider-Man theme. I also like how you kind of have like ambient noises and ambient music from the surrounding like world and mirror dimension getting Oh, the Christmas music, yeah. I love the sound design in the mirror dimension, dude. It's really well done. But yeah, that scene in general is great. I love how Spider-Man defeats strange it's kind of a believable way of him doing it it's not like oh this is my movie so i win it wasn't like this yeah. man was getting clapped for a moment there strange underestimates him obviously Cause he's still because he's still underestimating the kid to a yeah. degree um because he keeps getting shocked that the kid like is able to i don't know Get out of his usual moves, I guess, like the separating his physical form. Oh, the, astral, yeah. astral the, the astral projection and, like, the spider sense yeah. things around Peter's astral form. Really cool. So, like, Strange is, like, going to his usual bag of tricks and it's not working. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I guess I'll just knock you out of your body. It's like, what the? Give me the box, kid. <laughs> He's like, you shouldn't be able to do this. It's like, oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> I love the line after he gets back in his body where he's like, that was awesome. Never do it again. Yeah, like, I, that better never happen again. <laughs> um, but yeah, God, great stuff. And um, I like, they're still talking about that conflict while they're coming, coming the well, they're not punching each other, but like yeah. coming the blows in a sense, you know? Yeah, it's like, it's more like, Peter's being inva- evasive, invasive, evasive, evasive, yeah. And Doctor Strange is kind of like more on the offensive throughout. Um, but yeah, phenomenal scene there. Then everyone gets brought to the apartment after that. Like he's like, "We're gonna help you guys. We're gonna heal you guys." Yeah. So, oh, one interesting thing I want to talk about that I was not expecting going into this movie. They basically write out Doctor Strange here for the rest of yeah. the major conflict of the movie, if yeah. you really think about yeah, it. Yeah, they did. He gets stuck um, in there for 12 hours. Well, because he could s- stop it at any second if exactly he was in Exactly, that the, uh, part and the part, yeah. and I like, as opposed to Iron Man or Nick Fury in the first two movies, I like that 
at this point, it just becomes a full throttle Spider-Man yeah, movie yeah. since yeah. Doctor that's Strange what, that's is That's what I was talking about earlier. Is it like they allow Spider-Man to really like they they explore his character yeah. a lot more? It's Spider-Man, so. Ned, MJ, Aunt May, yeah. and then like the villains. Like, I think yeah. this is how it should be done moving forward. If yeah. they're going to continue this MCU Spider-Man collaboration, it, I think having the MCU characters obviously jump in because I know that's going to be part of the contract. <sighs> Sony's going to want so those uh, MCU God. characters in there. It makes sense. Um, I mean, but think about it this way. Daredevil in a Spider-Man movie. True. true. Yeah, exactly. All right. But I want it to be, the characters are there as like little supporting pieces, but at the end of the day, it's a Spider-Man movie. Yeah. I want it to be like that. Like it felt with this movie. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'm moving on because we are going at a snail. Yeah, we we haven't even gotten to Toby and Andrew yet. And Andrew. We'll be fine. We're yeah. gonna have to edit this shit. <laughs> yeah. Nah, we're not editing any of this. What do you mean we're editing this? We're gonna go full throttle, we baby, all at once. Animal. All right, we're being lazy. Is what so this is here comes. This isn't laziness. <laughs> Come on, Jonathan. Come on, continue. Uh, do you want to edit this, Jonathan? No! Can you stop? Get to the apartment scene. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Great. I, I have in my notes, apartment scene is also amazing. I think <laughs> that is the understatement of the year <laughs> yeah, 2022 yeah, yeah. so far. For me, this from this apartment sequence... To the end? To... Th- to Dude. the moment on the rooftop of the school, that entire sequence of this movie, best stretch of filmmaking Marvel Studios has ever oh, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the way to the end for me is my I, I think, yeah. Honestly, but that is that stretch especially. Uh, yeah, I love this apartment scene. I like how he's helping him out. I like how Otto gets healed. I like how he has that moment where he's like, oh my God, the voices, they're silent. I'm back in control. Yeah. Um, and also, reflection of Alfred Molina's acting, the full spectrum of the character. He's able to pull it off still. Yeah, um, like easily. This <laughs> yeah. man is... This man flawlessly. Is flawlessly. Um, I like how... Um, how Electra is kind of starting to get healthy. He's like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like. And like, you can feel the tension building up. I don't know why the hell they let the lizard stay in the truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why? Why did he want us to? Why did he break out sooner too? He's just waiting. He's like, when is the best moment to turn these bastards into lizards? What was he doing in the I, truck? I, I, I honestly don't understand what he was doing in the truck. And all this, I, I, I don't understand why he gets out and starts attacking Peter either. Like, what is the, the point? He said you will have consequences. Yeah, yeah, but the, I don't understand the, the plan. What was well, the, the lizard? Was I, don't, I don't understand what his plan was in that scene. <laughs> I think his plan was to escape. Why wait until that yeah, moment? Was waiting for a distraction to come, I think. God. He's like, hey! <laughs> he knew if he jumped out, he was going to get freaking jumped. <laughs> this man knew he was about to get jumped. He was going to yeah. get jumped. Yeah. Um, I like how Sandman's like, throughout this entire thing, he's like, come on, this dude. Like, we're just talking to Electro, yeah. and he's like, dude, just chill the hell out. I like that. Sam and Electro. Con- that yeah. conversation is like, man, you gotta be careful where, where you, you fall. fall yeah. Yeah, like, right. They both just fell into this, like, like, a, like, literally fell into, like, a vat of some shit and, like, got transformed yeah. completely. Yeah. Um, I like Norman's dynamic with Peter here when he's still Norman and he's kind of, like, all chump. He's, like, chumpy. Or not chumpy. Ch- chumpy. Chummy. Chummy. Thank you, Ruben. Chum- Thank you, Ruben. A freaking writer. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. No, but like, no, yeah, it's still, man, the way Defoe though turns on a dime in this scene. Also, <laughs> that spider oh, sense God. scene is amazing. Amazing. 
The spider? Oh, yeah. shot That one shot. Yeah, they do like a... What's that? The dolly zoom? Yeah, dolly zoom. You have like the camera fixed on like Tom's face. It's so well The sound design. The sound cutting out. It's anxiety inducing. You're like, what is happening? I was like, did the lizard break out? What's happening? All the sound is drowned out, right? Yeah. I like how he has like a real... He's like a real good sense of how to use the spider sense because he's like, okay, calm down for a second. He just bring it in. He's like, aha! And he, and he, get, and he like webs Norman up. I like Norman's speech there. And he's like, these aren't curses. These are gifts. The monologue. These are power. This is power. You use this power. You use it for yourself. All that yeah. shit. Like, ugh. And then the, probably my favorite, I think, action scene in the MCU for me. I the apartment person. sequence? Apartment yes. Scene. is insane. Oh, my God. It's so brutal, dude. This is the most... Brutal fight we've seen because this is Spider Man going up against someone who's just freaking brute, like brute strength. You know what I mean? And I don't think in the Raimi movie you got a sense of how strong Norman no, actually you don't, got. Get, you don't get that sense at all because he's, he's in that he's Power Ranger suit. Oh, well, yeah, he's in the Power Ranger suit and he's on the hang glider most of the time. Yeah, too, yeah. So like, the hang glider. Is it just a hang glider? Literally hang from the glider. Okay, my bad, my bad. Break he's the on, word down. Oh, shut, shut up. He's on that glider the entire time in like that uh, in this in Raimi Spider Man movie. So, like, you don't. Well, you do get. Taking that out. Uh, the scene at the end, at uh, the first Raimi movie. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get a little bit of that. Yeah, the yeah. warehouse scene. But yeah, I feel yeah. like this apartment fight was even more intense than it that fight. Physical. It was less bloody, yeah. obviously. Yeah. yeah. But it was still intense, though. Yeah. Like, it was, <laughs> I really liked, I like how Spider-Man's getting, like, tag-teamed by these villains. Like, he's, like, getting destroyed in this scene. Like, this, like he's obviously doing his best. I like how creative they get with Spider-Man's, like, fighting, like, fighting style in this. Uh, I think they mentioned that like they taken like some stuff out of the PS4 game. Um, oh, some of the moves, yeah. yeah some of the moves. How he, like when he slams Norman. I down love with how the Willem yeah. Dafoe oh. did his own stunts for this movie. I like how it was a condition he gave for his return. Yeah, he's like, I will come back if you let me throw hands, and it was like, bro, what? You're 66. <laughs> this man is out here. Just pause up. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, Phenomenal scene though, simply phenomenal. Um, God, what else did I want to say about this part? Um, no, I think that's about it. I love how we haven't talked about the aspect of the fight where they're like literally going through. Yeah, that's what I said. I said oh, he's yeah, body slamming the, him like the way him. that it's shot is amazing. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. The one complaint I have about this scene and then like the latter half of this movie is that Doc Ock just disappears. Why does he run away and not come back? I don't know. They all run away, though. Yeah, yeah, I think they all left to, like, try to find the box, maybe, was my explanation. I Going back to the Norman Spider-Man fight, though, I love the moments um, when they're confronting each other in the hallway. The foe's delivery of the line, strong enough to have it all too weak to take it. Yeah. yeah. Really intense. Uh. And I also love the moment when Tom's uh, Peter jumps on him starts punching him and he just starts laughing at him cackling yeah yeah. bro he realizes he's getting close to breaking him Uh, that was horrifying man that was like at that moment i'm like oh this man oh my god um god and then the end of this scene is just 
tears your heart out. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, this is this is crazy. This moment, this is where you realize that this trilogy has been an origin story. The entire time, it this was is an origin of the Spider-Man, that, traditional Spider-Man. Yeah. Because yeah. what happens here is that, uh, again, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> Goblin ends up injuring May fatally. Yeah. And she dies. But right before she dies, she delivers that line that we haven't heard since freaking Cliff himself did it. Yeah. Cliff Robinson. With great power must also come great responsibility. And it was perfect. Yeah. It was built up perfectly. I was in awe at how yeah. they did this. It was so well done. It was like, mm-hmm. I just love that moment of Spider-Man being like, I can't save everyone. I can't. Like, this was a mistake. And she's like, don't you say that. You were, yeah. you were doing good. Yeah. You are doing what a hero has to do. And, like, there are costs to that, and, like, he loses May. But, like, May's final words are essentially being, like, this is what you're meant to be doing. Mm-hmm. And it's so, it like, it's so, like, you will lose things, but, like, this is the right thing to do. And you are, you have all this power, and you can't put it to waste, and you can't be using it the way that you've been using it. You have to understand that there is a, a greater responsibility to, like, the people that you are, the, the people that you're not only helping, but the people that you're fighting as yeah. well. What are you doing to help them? What are you doing to, to make the world a better place given the the abilities that you have? And I think that scene's phenomenal. I love Marissa Tomei's acting in that scene. But Tom Holland so, flexes. I gotta say, yeah. More so Tom Holland's acting throughout this sequence from, from here until, again, the rooftop scene. Amazing. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I like how J. Jonah Jameson is kind of like a recurring kind of like character here, always kind of like nipping at Spider-Man, like... Again, he's like he's trying to like find a way to twist everything Spider-Man's done into a negative. Yeah. Yeah. And he finally finds that opportunity yeah. by being at the right moment, at right place at the right he's time. He's like, gotcha. For him. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, it's like everywhere he goes, he wreaks destruction. And for Tom Holland in that moment, for for Peter Parker in that moment, Tom Holland's Peter Parker. Um yeah. like he's like, he's not wrong. Like I like I've wrought destruction wherever I go. Like, and, like, I finally, like, lost someone that I really care about directly because of my, like, because of my actions. Like, because, like, he can't, because Stark, Stark's death is not directly Peter Parker's fault. No, Stark made a choice. Yeah. Yeah. May's death is completely Peter's fault. Yeah. yeah. There's consequences to what? There are consequences. And there's consequences, like, what was it? Was it was it Willem Dafoe who said, no good deed goes unpunished? Yeah, yeah. basically. You'll yeah, he thank said, me later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God. Yeah, you'll thank me later again. Going back to the port, like, he's trying to get Peter to see his worldview, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that one scene where he's seen, where, where Peter's standing in the rain, seeing Jameson's report, just such a beautiful shot. Just well, I, I want to also say, shot. like, him getting... Uh... Like, shot by the police. Oh, I was in he, shock. I didn't yeah. know. Like, when the bullet hit him, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, I'm like, this it's, escalated. This shit got serious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's the... That's, that's, that's and the it's the music that uh, Giacchino uses. The music yeah. in this scene is yeah. so good. It is, like, so good. This is, like, one of my favorite tracks I've heard so far from Marvel. Giacchino, honestly. Or Giacchino, as it should be pronounced. <laughs> um, phenomenal work here. But yeah, when he's in Times Square, just like hearing Jameson talk. Yeah. yeah. Man, it's very, I've heard this said and I agree. It's Blade Runner-esque with the rain and all of that. But I'm like, 
how the hell did they come up with something like this? <laughs> Dude, so like cool. Tom's facial acting in this moment. And you see the feast bag on the on the. Oh, yeah, with, like the he floor. dropped yeah, the, 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 the villain floor. cures that they had made yeah. like for yeah. a second there. Like, what's the point of this? I'm yeah. sending them back. Like, and like, and because when 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 MJ and Ned meet up with him after all. Big freaking oh my god, we gotta talk. But about yeah, yeah, we'll get to it. Sure. But what were you gonna say? But yeah, when they when when they get to him after that scene and they bring the box, he's like, I'm sending them back. I should have sent them back from the beginning. That's what I should have done. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm fixing all this. Yeah. Like yeah. they don't. He's basically being like he's giving up at this. He's point. like yeah, and what he says to the other two Peters is like they're your problem. You could have saved them and you didn't. So yeah. why do I gotta do this? Yeah. And it's like. Because everyone everyone loses something, but it doesn't mean that you stop moving forward as a hero or that you stop doing the right thing. And that's Spider-Man. That's Spider-Man! And I love how he learns that from none other than... The other Spider-Man! Spider-Man! The human spider. The introduction... Okay, so yeah, Ned has... Uh, magical powers. Okay, but it's <laughs> not that bad. It's not like he's opening portals to the mirror dimension. He's literally opening portals in New York City, basically. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. find it, it's believable enough, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, God, the, the people in the theater went wild when they saw Andrew's costume from a distance. <laughs> I, I, it was me. I'm people. I am people. Yeah, you I lost my mind. Yeah. Um, I think that the Photoshop work was phenomenal. It looked <laughs> just like Andrew, dude. It, look it looked <laughs> just like him. Yeah, it did. No, but dude, I, I, like I said, Andrew. Like after rewatching those movies, Andrew's my favorite Spider-Man. I love how people after this movie are starting to give Andrew the love that he kind of deserved during his era, his like run of the character. But he's just having so much fun in this movie. Yeah, yeah. and I just I love his rendition of Peter Parker. I like, <laughs> um, I love his arrival scene. I like how he's kind of like i don't know he's just like the most playful out of the yeah, bunch no, and yet is, like the is. most dark of the bunch because they're with true. that playfulness comes kind of like that darker side they're, as well they like with the villains as i said i mean one of the biggest awes in this movie is how the script was written yeah i mean mm-hmm. props to that because these are the exact same characters yeah yeah because yeah, like, the three of us because of this podcast, we watched all of those movies in a row, and it feels like a continuation. It, it does. Yeah. It really it does. It feels like a continuation. Really like, this yeah. is Andrew Garfield's pa- Peter Parker. That's Tobey Maguire's uh, Peter Parker. Something that someone pointed out, too. I like how Andrew shows up in the Spider-Man costume, and Tobey shows out outside of the Spider-Man costume. Yeah, because Tobey has found that balance. That balance. Andrew is like, I don't have time for that. I have, He like, has drowned himself in Spider-Man to... Cover up yeah. the emotional weight. I has. like how, yeah. like, I, I like how this character also kind of acknowledges some of my some of my only problems that I had with Andrew Garfield's Spider Man, which was that like in the beginning that beginning section of yeah. Amazing Spider Man, this man is just being an ass. Like he's yeah. being, like yeah. there is a darkness to his character. Like he's friendly neighborhood and he makes quips or whatnot, but like this man would like. Like, if he would have been allowed to, like, develop the way that he was developing, it would not have been, like, a pretty sight for New York. And they and basically I, say that. Yeah. yeah. And I like, yeah, and I like how because of losing Gwen, and even though he tried to keep moving forward, he got bitter, he stopped pulling his punches. Out of the three Spider-Men, that is the one I can believe the most. Would kind yeah. of, like, lose yeah. that well, hope. It's and, like, post uh, Nolan Batman, and if you really look at it, we never really talked about this, but... 
they basically designed Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies to feel like the like Nolan the Batman, Batman movies. movies. Yeah, Nolan's Batman movies uh, influenced a lot of early 2010s superhero. Oh, movies. absolutely. Especially, yeah. especially uh, the the reboot of Spider-Man, yeah. Man of Steel, that type of thing. Yeah. yeah. But like, I love that continuation. I love Toby's con- continuation. I like how it's like out of the three, he's the most developed, the most comfortable with where he's at and who he yeah. is, and like. He's kind of like the older brother figure here. He's kind of like giving advice to all of them, and he's I love. He's really chill. Yeah, like, yeah. just like he was. Like yeah, I know. I love how he's just chill. He's like he's when they go to talk to Peter on the rooftop. I love the advice that they give him. I love that it's coming from two other Spider Men, and he's learning that like yeah, like dude, we lost things too. Yeah. We couldn't save everyone. But it doesn't mean you stop. It doesn't mean mm. that you give up on the people that you're trying to help. I love that. I love how they approach it from different things. Spider-Man approaches it from being like, like, uh, I'm sorry, I said Spider-Man. <laughs> I, I, I had a Ned moment. <laughs> Toby Spider-Man approaches it by being like, I got what I wanted, but it wasn't what I wanted. My uncle, I, like my uncle's killer, ended up dying, and it didn't make me feel any better. Mm-hmm. And that's his approach to it. Andrew's approach is like, I lost myself. Yeah. I got bitter. I became something that I didn't want to become. And like, I don't want you to end up like that because of something that you lost. There is, like, there's two different approaches there. Yeah. And I like that diversification of the, oh, God, it's just so yeah, good. Yeah, it's yeah. just so good. Like, there's such a respect for Toby and Andrew Spider-Man yeah. in this movie. And they they approach him so beautifully. And again, when I was talking about Toby giving advice, I love that conversation he has with Andrew Spider-Man where it's like, hey, there's it's complicated, but you find a balance. Like, there yeah. is a way yeah. to yeah. balance out being a hero and you're t- you're being, about like, a normal scene, person. Right? Yeah. yeah, that lapse. I like that, because, like, it, it, it kind of applies to Tom Holland's Spider-Man, too. Like, yeah, he's going to become more and more involved as Spider-Man, but there still has to be kind of a balance. It wasn't... So, bringing Toby and Andrew in is one of the highest forms of fan service we've ever gotten in a comic book movie. Yeah. yeah. What makes it work better... Than most of other like most other fan service has been done. There's a purpose for their characters being there. There's development. Andrews Peter literally has a mini arc in this one. Yeah. Um, and you know, they are written consistently, as I said before. Um, so they're and, and they're not just cameos. They're there not. for a good thirty minute chunk of this movie. Yeah, and they're. They have agency. They're doing things like they they aren't just there to like like reference old memes and like yeah, yeah. like yeah. quip every once in a while. It's like they they have character. The character purpose behind each of them and there's like I don't know. It's just it's just like I can't believe that it worked. I didn't think this movie would work. The other <laughs> thing this sequence has done really it's. So one of the big criticisms of Marvel Studios films has been undercutting serious moments with humor. This 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 is fine. I feel like they are finally finding the proper balance here because, like in the like from the apartment sequence, like when Norman is revealed to have nefarious motives, yeah. To the end of this roof sequence, there's really only one moment of levity, and that's when the Peter Parkers show up, yeah. Like as and it's like typical movie making. You give like a little scene of levity after all this weight, yeah. but what really works in this entire sequence is it's not telling 
they're not telling jokes, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. just it's just, a it's just of dealing with the emotional serious, gravity serious, of this yeah. kid losing his aunt. Yeah. Like, the person who helped raise him. And I love how, like, in that apartment scene... Well, oh, man, there are... I guess I can't just say apartment scene. There are quite they're a few apartment scenes. Yeah. But with, with Ned and MJ, I like how they're both concerned for Peter. I love how they're both kind of like, oh, we, we got to press the button. we got to do something. Like, like, we haven't heard back from him. Like, yeah. why shouldn't we? It's like, I just... I love that. Um, I love how much care his friends have for him. I, I really believe that dichotomy. I really believe, not dichotomy. I believe that relationship. I yeah. believe that dynamic. That's the word. That's the D <laughs> word I'm looking for. Um, but yeah, lab scene also really good. Um, I, I like Ned's interaction with Toby's. Uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, did you have a best friend? Did you have a best friend? Yeah, I died in my arms after he tried to stab me. <laughs> and then Andrew just looks over. He's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's like I, I'd rather not talk about it. <laughs> well, you could tell he's like, he considers it for a second because then, like, later on, he gives him a little tap on the shoulder. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, Good job, man. Good job. Um... But yeah, I like that. I know there are some things that they decided to cut out, like at least between like dynamics. Like they were gonna talk about how the goblin was like, like how it was dangerous for each of them. I'm kind of I don't know. I'm kind of glad they cut that out. I feel like Andrew talking about the goblin. I feel like I don't know. I just if they talk about how the goblin's their most challenging villain, I think that undercuts a bit of what the foe's motive is in this movie because it's yeah. like it seems like he's dealing beating to his own drum and that makes it seem more like it's multiversal fate that he's this way, you know? Yeah. Kind of undercuts it a bit. Yeah. yeah. Even though that might be the case, but you know yeah. what I mean. Like, Yeah. I mean, it wasn't Norman that was the Green Goblin in, in, the, in the Amazing Spider-Man. No, it wasn't, stuff. but, like, you, you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, I know what you're getting at. Um, but going from there to the end... Uh, like that final kind of like third act. I role. love how it opens with Peter Parker calling into Jameson's show. Yeah. I like how ja- <laughs> I love how they juggle so many different kind of th- like through lines in this movie. I like especially kind of like Jameson's role in it. And I feel like we haven't really we haven't given J.K. Simmons the love in this podcast episode that we have in the other ones. But I mean, like it applies here. It's the same thing we had said. What before. I want, it's a different version of the character. Yeah, it's, it's it completely different. Yeah. different. It's an Alex. It's, it's not, literally Alex Jones. They had a supplement joke. Yes, they in did. There. They had a supplement. <laughs> But he plays it masterfully because yeah. it's J.K. Simmons. It's J.K. Simmons. He's um, not what, he knows what he's doing. It, I'm going to be really interested to see how it's going to be moving forward because I think Jameson will keep being a presence in these uh, Spider-Man movies going yeah. forward. Yeah. I like that the character has been updated from modern media. I, yeah, that's the other like, point I was going to get They've been attending towards that in the last few incarnations. PS4 Spider-Man was also... I mean, yeah, still Daily Bugle newspaper, but he had, like, this podcast, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And, you know, he's trying to, like, like poison people's mind by talking about, like, his own viewpoints in, in his podcast. By the way, I will be running for mayor uh, in the coming years. Uh, <laughs> Are you sure about that? There's probably a lot of dirty laundry out there. Isn't there? Are you oh, making a Punisher boy. reference? Is that what that was? No, that was uh, that you have a lot of oh, he's skeletons. Black, he's in... blackmailing you. Yeah. Oh. There we go. He gets it. <laughs> Jonathan pissed his pissed, pissed the bed. It's, I'm guessing pissed way too many times in this episode. Uh, you, you, you. <laughs> but yeah, no. I 
Jameson Wisconsin was... put a, a, a <laughs> ex- no an explicit content uh, picture or whatever like the sticker on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that'd be so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are like, you, you, you are overestimating my editing skills. First <laughs> yeah, off, Ruben and sucks. second off, I don't think. Can you do that? No, I don't think I don't, you can do like, that. Legally? I think I think legally. I think that explicit content. We're we're probably gonna cut this little explicit. No, no, I know, no, no, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, this is like yeah, this is a comment. I think it might be copyrighted though. Yeah, like the explicit content thing. Yeah. Like, um, the, like the song. Anyway, yeah. So Jameson, like you said, really good update to the character, especially since you know Prince basically dead sorry james <laughs> um, but yeah no it's it's modern media you know yeah and he's unlike raimi versus jameson this jameson's just a dick yeah <laughs> Raimi versus jameson had like a heart of gold this yeah. jameson is very clearly trying to take advantage of people trying to like it's it's alex jones yeah, that's yeah. all you need to know He's, yeah. like, trying to spread misinformation, and it's all for personal gain, really. You see him at the beginning of this, yeah. filming this filming this news thing in, like, his basement, essentially. And by the end, or by the midpoint, he's got, like, a crew. And a he's studio. Got, he's got a studio. Like, this is personal gain. This man is literally just doing all of this to kind of, like, to kind of make himself look better. But, yeah, I like how that how you said it starts with that. We have an updated Statue of Liberty with the... Uh, with the, the with Captain America shield. Yeah. Which is um, really believable for the MCU. Honestly, um, all the villains arriving and being like, yeah, I'm going to need that box. I like how everyone has this grand entrance, except for the lizard, who just kind of, like, swims up and he's there. The lizard's <laughs> just there. The man is just there. But it's hilarious. It, it would have been... I, I, like, this would not have fit, but it would have been funny... If he came to that scene, he's like, I've done it again. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> the lizard see him again. He's yeah. like, bro, what? <laughs> did you, did you just, you, you made that shit again. Again. <laughs> the only thing he knows how to make. Yeah. yeah. I like that right before that scene, that interaction between the three Peters where they're talking about um, Tobey Maguire's like, use of web like, I the organic that. I love yeah. the organic web chat and how they're like oh yeah web tutors everybody and he's like what are those like all the interactions are really yeah. you got Andrew cracking Toby's back yeah, yeah. you have them talking about Tom asking uh, the other spider men uh, the tough like their villains yeah um Toby giving Andrews uh Spider-Man a pep talk you are amazing you, you are ama- he's amazing he yep. is amazing. <laughs> Let it be known that before this movie came out, I was singing Andrew's praises. That is true. Now it's, the entire it's on world, the record. It's on the record. Now the entire world is. But now all of China knows you're here. We gave <laughs> we gave Willem Dafoe its spotlight. Well, let's give Andrew the quick spotlight here because yeah. I think out of all three Spider Men, I mean his performance in this was the most energetic, yeah. the most engaging. I lo- he's yeah. so he's such a. He's such a, I don't know, he's such a, he's such a kid. You he's can tell he loves this character. Oh, he, he, he has so much love for this character. Yeah. You can tell he yeah. does. Um, out of the three Spider-Man, like, I, I mean, obviously Tom has done some amazing acting, but I really Especially do think Especially in the apartment like, stuff, yeah. But yeah. Andrew's the best out of the acting. three when it comes to acting. Yeah. Um. God, I just love him in this movie. I like, like I said, organic web talk. Like both, like when they're at the still at the lab and they're like passing out like web fluid and 
Toby just like shoots him <laughs> in the back and like, what the shit? Where did that come from? He's like, why did it? What? And then like He's the like, conversation like, they have. can't do that, huh? Yeah. And like the continuation of it into the, yeah. into the Statue of Liberty, the, how they're still talking about like, like Andrew's still got his mind on that. He's like, okay, but seriously, how the actual hell do you do that? I like how there's references to their old movies and yeah, fan service again, but like, it's it, it goes with the characters. It's a nice little part. I like the mention of Rhino, of, of Venom, Venom yeah. um, all that stuff. Great. Great. I love going going ahead a bit. I like how they struggle to work as a team. Yeah. Because, well, Toby worked with Harry's Goblin like briefly. briefly <laughs> but then Andrew never teamed up with anyone. So they, yeah. they're not used to the team-up dynamic. Yeah. So then you have to have Tom Holland, yeah. Spider-Man, give I like, a little pep yeah. talk. I like how they keep accidentally getting in the way of each other when they're fighting. and yeah. like They get Andrew, each other confused. Yeah, Andrew <laughs> accidentally webs Toby in the face. Uh, Tom accidentally clothes lines freaking Andrew Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> he, gets, he gets the James Franco treatment. The, oh! No amnesia, though. No, no, I love that. I love how they're struggling, uh, and then how it's like, how it's like, uh, to, uh, Tom. God, Tom's Peter. This is so confusing. Peter one, Peter two, Peter three. That's Tom. Nah, Tom's Peter pulls out the Avengers card. I love that. And then how I love their their uh, response to that. Like, oh, Tony's like, like, that's great. What the hell is that? Yeah, like, what is that? Is that a, I like, is that a band? I like how I like how Toby's Spider-Man gets fed up in that scene. He's like, how is this helping? Dude, shit! Yeah! I mean, that's very in character. Yeah. Like, like he has a breaking point and then yeah. like, he reaches it. Yeah. I like I like how Peter uh oh my god, I keep saying Peter! I have to refer to that like uh, I like how Tom Spider it's like, listen to your tingle, coordinate your attack, all this, and then that shot where they run off and they, like, group oh, but, swing. But before they, they run off, obviously, Andrew Garfield, you know, I love you guys, I love you guys. I love guys. Which that. apparently, uh, improvise. Improvise, yeah. I love Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, so much. He has such a love for that. Is that not, like, the most Peter Parker thing ever, yeah, though? Yeah, dude, they, wait, that was improvised? Yeah, that was improvised. Oh, my God. He said that yesterday, yeah. That's all, okay. Like, in an interview, yeah. I love his Spider-Man. So much, yeah. but that that group swing, group landing, swing. and then like I love how they like, oh my god, like they launch each other. Yeah, like, I love how they use each other's momentum yeah, like yeah. that. Is and then the they thing. land in the order of like release, I guess. Like yeah. Toby lands first, and Andrew, then Tom. They were lazy with freaking uh, Andrew's like like landing like, yeah. landing pose. He was literally he was like like halfway team posing this man was, like. Uh, Toby has like Toby, a traditional yeah. kind of like perched on the yeah. like perched on something like the cover. Yeah, like Tom's cover got like pose. the got, you know like the traditional yeah. like. I, why am I posing? I'm, I'm literally. <laughs> yeah. You guys can't see me, but yeah, you know what I mean. We'll add pictures in the uh, description yeah. of the. Yeah, I like how <laughs> yeah, again <laughs> overestimating Ruben's editorial. Bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, that one scene where the lizard gets kicked by Andrew Spider Man and all the everyone in the theater was like, ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> it's like there it is that final fight i enjoy it i like how they cure one after another i like um well i i, I like how um electro kind of like gets cured electro's by... powered up though yeah. i love that oh he's like 
This man come, comes in swinging. Goes three on one. Yeah. And schools them. Honestly, I don't mind the, the use of the arc reactor in this movie. No, I, not at all. I don't think it's people are always related to Stark Technology. It's like, bro, this man is fascinated by the fact that this thing has so much power in it. Electro is obsessed with one thing, and that is just becoming pure energy or just becoming, like, just all-powerful. Yeah. So, like, that makes a lot of sense. I like that conversation he has with Andrew as well. I like the conversations. Yeah. God, I wish... I wish they could I have like, gotten. I, I wish they could have gotten Thomas Hayden Church and uh, whatever. God, what's his name? Ifris Rice. Reese Ifrins, I think. Uh, I yeah. think. I wish they could have gotten them to like show up and actually have like a real conversation with like the characters. Yeah. Because that would have been nice. But yeah. Not. But allowed. like, I like. You yeah. were complaining earlier that Otto Octavius doesn't really have a role here. I disagree with that. No, he has a role. I just wish they would have shown him after the, at least once, like after that scene where he runs off. You know what I mean? But he shows up and like he's the one. He beats Electro. Yeah. Like because that man is he's basically the one that saves the yeah yeah he, he saves he the has game. a surprise attack him because that man had gotten way too strong. <laughs> like all these Spider Men were like Jesus, what is this? What? Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. Um, God, yeah, no, but that that's great. I do like. I love Otto's interaction with Toby Spider Man. Yeah, it's such. It feels so genuine. Like, like Otto's joy at seeing Toby grow up is yeah. just. It seems so so genuine, and I like that callback to the trying to do better line. There is yeah. like, how are you, dude? Like. It's so great to see. Yeah, there's like, two interactions. You get back to back. You get Andrew interacting with uh, Max, yeah. and, um, and that's really good. I uh, love how he's like, bro, you were always great. Yeah. Were, I love how he, like, lifts them up. I love up. how they, like, seed in Miles Morales a bit yeah. there, too. He's like, man, I, like, low-income hero, helping people. In the, I was really hoping you were black, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he apologizes. Yeah, he's, like, so, sorry, sorry, but, he's like, sorry, man. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Garfield apologizing but, for being white. But those two <laughs> moments, they feel like almost wrap-up epilogues for both of those films, I yeah. guess. Yeah. For mm-hmm. Spider-Man 2 and The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Which, that I kinda was wish, really nice. I kind of wish Norman and Toby would have had a, a moment like that. I mean, Norman kind of like... Is like Norman, I... I I am almost sure they might. They must have filmed something, but it must have not fit, is my guess. Yeah. Because that's what makes sense there, you know? Yeah. But like... It makes sense. Like, I know you could have a moment, but then I think feel like, because it's Tom's movie, that kind of undercuts Yeah. Norman's defeat, I guess. Yeah. I love I love uh, Doctor Strange coming back in, uh, Norman destroying, like, the cube and unleashing the spell. Um, that scene where you can see, like, all these, like, like, the, like you can see the comic-accurate versions of some villains coming out oh, yeah, of the coming through. the multiverse. Yeah, because yeah. everyone that knows Peter Parker, Spider-Man is going to come through, which means the Earth will cease to exist, basically, because <laughs> trillions of people will just come through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that second fight between between uh, Spidey and Goblin. Oh my God. God! He comes so close to just murdering this dude. I love how it, Toby is the one who intervenes. It's a beatdown. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. I love it. Like, I, I almost don't, wouldn't call it a fight because like yeah. they have a couple interactions, but then Tom just starts like freaking yeah. beating the. I love the love freaking line that starts it out. Where it's not like ah, couldn't send me to die. He's like, no, I was I'm here to kill you. I saw. Yeah. Like, holy <laughs> shit! He's like, no, he's like that a boy. That a boy. <laughs> like, oh, That's, I broke you yeah. finally. He did it. Yeah. Um, 
I just, I love that fight scene. I love how Toby's the one that intervenes. My heart stopped when Toby got stabbed. I really, Same. for a second, I was like, Same. no, no, I thought, I thought no. They were there's kill this there's dude. a rumor um, out there that, 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 that the, the, that the thing, te- yeah. no, there, there was a test cut of this movie yeah. where Toby died there. And then people didn't like it, so they changed it. That would have been a freaking dumb decision, honestly. Yeah. I'm glad they kept him alive. There's no reason to kill Toby Spider-Man in yeah, that, in that in there this is movie. No um, but yeah, I like how I like how he kind of shakes it off. He's like, ah, I've been stabbed before. This <laughs> ain't my first rodeo. Imagine bringing him back just to kill him. Yeah, like, come on. Ass. No, yeah. Um, but like again, kind of bringing this right back down to Tom, I guess. Just this final scene. Where he's like, okay, we have to stop this. I just instead of making people forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, because that won't work now. Make people forget Peter Parker. You have kind of like an an adaptation of like one of the worst Spider-Man comics ever, and it's made to work. You know what I mean? Kevin Feige, masterful. Yeah. Well, he doesn't get all the credit, but obviously. Yeah. I love that Insane. last scene that Tom Spider-Man has with with Ned and, and MJ, MJ yeah. and just like how heartbreaking it is to see him go. How the last scene he has was strange. Yeah. It was also heartbreaking. Oh yeah, we're strange. Like everyone who loves you, we will all forget you. That was yeah. such yeah. a powerful line. I love how strange is like, yeah, this this isn't the same kid. That it's, it's like is, call me Steven. Yeah. yeah. No, but I love how like Strange even kind of recognizes like in 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 um in in Bucktooth Cumberdrill's uh, like facial acting that yeah. like you know like you can see that he's like this isn't the same kid yeah. that 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 I that, that no, I like, like he... threw into the mirror dimension. This man has grown. Yeah. Is something else. Um. But yeah, in the last scene, if we're talking like moving forward, like after that, everyone gets erased. When, um, when he walks into the into the dot into the the coffee shop, and he's like about to tell MJ who he is, and he sees, he first sees that they made it to MIT, and he's like, "That's great." And then he sees like the 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 healing cut yeah, on on yeah. MJ's face, and being like, "I can't bring them back into this." Yeah. That shit was heartbreaking, yeah. dude. Just like the when she asks, "Is there anything else?" and just like the twenty different emotions he goes through in the span of ten seconds yeah. Yeah. in his face, and you're just like, "God, oh, Tom God. did such an amazing job there." Yeah. Uh, also, we gotta we gotta give a shout out to uh, John Favreau. Oh, he was Happy great. Hogan. He was great. Yeah, yeah. we have there's like man, we haven't talked about no, him. No, it's like okay, it's because like there's so much to talk about in this movie. Yeah. This is going to be our longest episode so Oh, far. for sure. What are we at? I have no idea. We'll, we'll see later. Oh, God. But, yeah. But this movie warrants it. It was a big... It was an event film. Yeah. I and, know. We'll, and we'll have to... We'll split, we'll split the episode. Yeah. yeah but, like... In twain, if you will. But, yeah. But, John Favreau. I mean, the, the humorous moments held serious moments. His facial acting when he drives up the car going back to the apartment scene when Aunt May's dying. Yeah. The yeah. look he gives Tom, just like the silent, like knowing look in that moment. Yeah. yeah. Really, really well done. His scene at the grave at the end, which, which is why is, yeah. I even brought him up in the, the first Yeah. Part. I like how, I don't know. I like how they don't cheapen the moment by mentioning Tony Stark by day. Like, yeah. they're just like happy. He's like, I've lost, I lost, I a, lost friend a friend like this once, and it felt just like this. You're sad that they're gone, and then you get sad all over again 
because of what it means that they're gone or whatnot. Like, and I like well, Tom, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Tom's response to that, Tom's Peter's response to that, where it's like, what they believed in and the things that they did, they will live on. Keep, they'll keep it going. Yeah, they'll keep it going. Yeah. And he's like, that's the Spider-Man moment there, yeah. dude. Yeah. This is Spider-Man now. Like, for me, Tom has always been Spider-Man. Like, I know people are like, Iron Boy Jr. or whatnot. Like, he's been just, a, like, a younger iteration of the character. But this is, like, him becoming an adult. This is his coming of age moment where it's like he has lost something close to him because of like no, his it, own actions. It blows your mind. It, I mean like in this, the last few moments, everything, you're like this was his origin trilogy. This movie should not have worked. I I was not, I'm, I'm going to be 100% honest with you guys, I was not hyped for this. I was not hyped for this until like a few weeks before because I was like this is going to be the classic Spider-Man movie where it's like, oh, we overstuffed it and nothing works. But it's so focused. Like, everything that it has brought in, it might seem overstuffed, but everything's working together to, to like, weave one cohesive story and, like, focus on one theme in particular. And and I'm shocked that this movie works. Yeah, because the overarching story they wanted to tell with the Peter Parker character is him growing up and accepting the responsibility that comes with being a Spider-Man. If it wasn't Green Goblin Goblin killing May, it would have been Scorpion or Kraven. They could have told a bunch of different stories to get to this point. They just chose to tell a multiverse story. And they incorporated it to the point where it didn't overstuff the central emotional storyline yeah. they were telling. There were so many memes impressive. leading up. There were so it, many. Yeah, that's impressive, yeah. There were so many memes leading up to this movie where it was being like, oh, yo, did y'all hear Tom Holland's going to cameo in, in Spider-Man No Way Home? And it's like, he was the main character. Yeah. He carried that film. He ends, And he ends up in an apartment, dirt poor. Yeah. But, you know, Broken no shit. friends, no family, but he sews a new suit, puts Boom. it on. Beat them. And uh, just and keeps, yeah, keeps going. going. That new suit looks amazing. Looks new, amazing. Comic book, comic comic accurate, book yeah, accurate. Comic book accurate. You know, and Shout like, out Marvel Phase 4 for the comic book accurate yeah. suits. But like, I, I he became Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, just... The triumphant, like, uh, Michael Giacchino's theme coming back in the end. You have the choir in there now and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> that final yes. swing moment, just, just like, yes. man... This kid lost everything, but he still keeps still going. going. And that's like the admiration. That's why Spider-Man's so popular yeah. as a character. Like, he has hardships. He faces adversity. But at the end of the day, he just gets up and he keeps going and trying yeah. to do the right thing. And that yeah. this film captured that perfectly. Think, yeah, this is, this is just... This celebrates every little thing that came before it. Every, like I said at the beginning of this episode, every like moment in live action Spider-Man beforehand is being celebrated here. This is a celebration of what this character has meant to like three generations of film goers essentially. Yeah. I just wish Stan Lee would have been alive to see it on his God, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that would have been, been really nice. Yeah, would have been cool. Anyway, any closing thoughts before we rate this? Um, I mean, dude, I I'm just surprised like you guys that this worked like walking into this movie. I I did think it like like seeing like reviews online and stuff like that, I had I had hopes that it was gonna be a good movie, but I wasn't sure how good it was gonna be. But man, it exceeded my expectations in every way possible. Um, so yeah, yeah, I I had a lot of fun. I I do think it it did everything it needed to do in in a way 
that was like complex and all of that like they these characters that they brought in and all that stuff like from the like the 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 uh, prior movies like i just thought like they would somehow you know like undercut like the the main you know message and uh like the, the the main goal of the movie itself but like it really just like everything really helps like uplift the you know the central the yeah. central like arc of the story which is like peter parker accepting his responsibility and you know uh getting back up again and you know keep keep keeping keep on keeping on you know what i mean just yeah moving forward with his uh even though everything uh he everything uh, was lost and yeah. he just kept going he's you know? taking full responsibility for his mistakes his actions everything now he's not trying to run away from anything this is him kind of like being like you know what this yeah. is my burden this to carry burden. and i'll yeah. do it exactly great power great responsibility honestly this movie is so good that if every spider-man movie from here on out is bad i won't care that much because yeah. this movie exists yeah. and it was so well done yeah. Um, God. Okay, so ratings? Yeah. All right. For me, 9 out of 10. Yeah, 9 out of 10. Or even, yeah, 9.5 maybe. I'll go 9.7 out of 10. Damn. I, this was really good. Yeah. It was really good. This is, I I honestly cannot believe that this movie worked. Uh, I, I, I know I've said that like five times in the last thing, but I'm just incomplete. I've had a week and a half to process this, and I'm still in shock that this thing worked. I thought that I, when I was going to go in the second time, I was going to see more flaws or something. Yeah. But, like, for me, I was like, no, this is, yeah. like, things here and there. Like I said, it I got wish. got better every time yeah, I watched it. Like I said, I wish they would have maybe, like, incorporated the musical themes just a little bit more even. I, like, the second time I appreciated it even more because, like, there, there were hints of, like, the original themes here and there. But you couldn't really hear it opening night over the fanboys screaming like crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that was nice to hear it. Later on, but yeah. Also, post-credit scene. Oh my god! Venom was in the MCU for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that was just shame, dude. Although the scene itself was hilarious. Oh like, yeah, with Eddie and Venom commenting on MCU stuff. Yeah. I think, I think the plan going <laughs> forward is to have Tom Hardy's Venom encounter Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. We'll so. see. That's not a hundred percent sure thing, but. For sure. That's what they were saying. Someone told me that. And I was like, I don't see them doing that. But, like... They could do it. They Andrew could, Garfield was super yeah. popular after this movie. Yeah. He's super popular. Like, his Spider-Man. He had a hell of a year last year. He had a great year. year. Tick, tick, boom. Watch it. Watch tick, tick, boom. Amazing. Amazing. All right. Um, But, you know, they did leave a little bit of symbiote behind. Yeah, um, So, I guess we're getting the black suit arc again. Yeah. Um, It'll be interesting... <laughs> Going forward with Tom Holland Spider-Man, because we're going to have a different creative team behind this, because John Watts is doing Fantastic Four for Marvel, yeah. so we'll have, for the first time, a different director directing a Spider-Man in a different solo movie, I guess, because yeah. you had Raimi direct his entire trilogy with Toby, you had Mark Webb direct... Uh, his two movies with Andrew and you barely had, even his movies. Yeah, like, barely. So much of, studio interference with those. Yeah, two and then you had um, John Watts uh, direct this trilogy, and I, they haven't announced it yet, but he's not going to come back. There's yeah. no way he's no. he's not going to do Fantastic Four and Spider Man. That's too much so. for him. Um, 
So it'll be interesting. I wonder if they'll just get another unknown director to come in or if they'll get someone more established. But and I want Sam Raimi back. <laughs> if he wants to do it, let him. But like, I kind of want to see a Spider-Man 4 and Spider-Man... Like a Spider-Man 4 and an Amazing Spider-Man 3 for Toby and Andrew's characters. Like I Amazing wanna... Spider-Man 3, yes, for sure. The only reason... The only way I'd see a Toby four. one is if... Sam Raimi actually wanted to do it. Like, don't force him to do it. If yeah. he feels like there's no story left to tell, if Toby feels like there's no story left to tell, leave it lie. Because yeah. the guy's in his 40s, too. I don't want, like, a Ben Affleck Batman situation where, like, Toby's getting all pissed and burnt out by this, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's had some time to rest from the character. Though. I know, but, like, it could be, like, he sees this more as, like, a little send-off for him. And I, I feel like from what I've heard in like the media it was more of a hassle to get toby to come back on board than it was for andrew to come back yeah because andrew has more of an inherent love for the character and andrew felt like there was more unfinished business toby felt like he told his story it was satisfying enough yeah so like leave it lie you know yeah let it lie let it lie you said leave it lie twice i did say leave it lie twice but who knows because sam raimi is back in the mcu fold because you get the full last yeah. trailer for doctor, doctor strange, strange too as I, I wish it would have gone with the other like post credits thing they were just apparently rumoring which was going to be andrew and toby back in their own respective universes. and i think the reason they didn't do that is because you're not guaranteed to get other films and i feel like Knowing the audience of a Marvel movie, it would have been like, oh boy, yeah. we're getting more yeah. Spider-Man. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, that concludes, that concludes uh, this Spider-Man phase. Long, and this long-ass long episode. We have been episode. sitting here for so long. But it was a fun conversation. It was yeah. a fun conversation. Like two hours, maybe. <laughs> But yeah, you know, that concludes the first phase of the podcast. We're going to keep going. Um, we will. Who knows what we'll talk about maybe, next because I have no idea. Maybe. Uh, There's a lot to talk maybe about. Maybe West Side Story. We this is, of course, pop cultural quintessential. So it could be movies, it could be, could be TV, TV shows, shows, it could be events, music, it could be maybe. music, yeah. it could be. Uh, 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 fads, maybe. Fads, yeah. yeah. Like Talking about the fashion. We could talk about memes too. My JB Schools. This, this is not a meme podcast. We're not analyzing memes. Oh, am I? We become beyond the meme too. Exactly. Yeah, we yeah. kill stuff. <laughs> we <laughs> kill memes. No, you know who's doing it now is uh, Did You Know Meme? No, no, what's it called? There's a new meme a new guy, guy out there. Yeah. yeah, he's doing. He he he's he's doing some great stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Well, thanks for coming along on this journey with us. Yeah. All five of you. Thank you so much. <laughs> All five of me and me in the future who will probably be listening to this while crying about something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we will see you guys next time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and uh, remember to check under your bed for Boogeyman and Michael Jackson. Have a great night, everybody. <laughs> I think you stopped. Oh, you have it. Okay. <laughs>